Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 222 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. I'm very excited to be here with you today. The docket is fantastic. And we have two fresh faces that you've never seen. Firstly, a writer for TimCast.com. Introduce yourself, please. How's it going? I'm Chris Bertman. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Shout out to TimCast News on Twitter. Uh, and Hannah Claire would say, and uh, and she'd have a whole spiel about, and then look, click on the read tab. She would say something about clicking on the read tab. Find me on the read tab. Yes, that's what that's what she would say. So we can find you on the read tab. Same, same. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then yesterday you covered, you ended up covering the Alan Moore thing. Yeah. At around the same time that we were covering. Yeah, it, yeah, so yeah. It's a perfect. Fit. So Timcast <laughs> isn't all politics. They cover entertainment news too. Yeah. Believe it or not. And we have another guest today who is now in charge of all technical aspects here at Timcast. Including Media. making sure that this stream doesn't shut down. That's, <laughs> that's what we're hoping. So if it does, hoping. it's your fault. Introduce yourself, please. No pressure. I'm the guy who's responsible for all of this. No um, pressure. No pressure, yeah. Um, my name is Andrew. I run the uh, IT department now at Timcast. Um, yeah. And, and apparently a, a big comic book collector, which I did not know. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I've been collecting f- since I was a kid. So, uh, just something, a force of habit at this point, you know? Well, then we know that you're going to have plenty to say about Mad Max Comic Con this year. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We are going to first get into New York City Comic Con, which was essentially a disaster zone this year. Death Con 3. I had to say it. I I wouldn't. I didn't make that joke. I didn't make that joke because I figured like people wouldn't get it. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll get there. Uh, That's for all you Kanye fans out there. I know you're out there. And they are. Uh, (laughs) So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Bill Murray being old. Uh, he, he's yes, really, he's King. Old. Yeah, he's just Yeah. Stay toxic. <laughs> he's, he's basically paying $100,000 because he's old and doesn't know how to uh, kind of behave in modern society. That's, that's Bill Murray really... is teaching us how to stay toxic, Kings. <laughs> <laughs> he is doing that. We're going to do that. And then we've got a special segment called Scumbags of the Month, which is basically, it's not me too, it's, it's me four. Uh, it's uh, Harvey Weinstein... Uh, what, what's the guy's name? Rex. Uh, uh, Rex Orange County. Which is uh, a name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Notorious indie boy. Um, so uh, Harvey Weinstein, Rex Orange County, uh, Danny Masterson, and uh, who's Kevin the, Spacey. And, and Kevin also. Spacey all together forming the 
club of just awfuls in Hollywood is kind of Me Too's having a, a bit of their own reckoning right now with uh, some of the worst people that you'll ever meet. So we will get into all that happy stuff, and then we've Woo! got Podluck. Uh, that was sarcasm, <laughs> if you didn't understand, guys. So if you guys are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? Let's go. Chris, are we ready? Ready. Andrew? I think so. <laughs> all right. So it says, New York City Comic Con is a disaster. Deaths, fights, robberies, unsafe conditions. It's uh like it feels like that's something that happens when society. I think well you know civil war, society collapsing. You don't really usually hear that when they're talking about like a comic book convention. Yeah. No. Has it, it ever been unsafe at one you've been to? Not well. Have you I been mean, to like every single one for a while? So uh, first one I went to was 2013, and then the last one I went to was 2019. Um, because uh, after that. There was uh, the pandemic, so they didn't do it 2020. And then 2021, they had mask and vax mandates. And I think they Ew. did for this one, too. No, no, they didn't actually. Well, they had a mask mandate, but not, ma- not a vax mandate uh, for it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either way. But the um, mask mandate wasn't enforced, and that was another thing well, they mentioned in the story. That's the crazy thing about it, right? Is like uh, we, we have the – let's get into the first things first, which is that somebody, uh, a cosplayer – Passed away at this. He had a he had a heart attack uh, and a stroke. Right. It the, was a, a seizure okay. and a heart attack at the top of an escalator on site so in name, the convention. His name is Mitch Drucker, who's apparently a very well known mm-hmm. name in cosplay. Goes there. He, uh, he was in cosplay, but I don't know if we know like what he was in cosplay as no. uh, at the time. And, and so they're talking about how like they were in, they were handing out masks to people, and then there'd mm-hmm. be people behind them like handing out swag bags that weren't wearing masks, just pre- like at a booth. All yeah. of the people at the booths, and and then it, it pictures from the event. Literally, almost no one is wearing masks, yeah. which is actually surprising because like you York. never know with like the clientele of of like comic book fans in New York City who you're gonna get yeah like people wearing n95s or people who don't give a single f at all about those requirements so have you been to one since covid no 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 i it the uh the atmosphere of um to uh put it politely uh sweaty nerds um (laughs) is this the federal reserve this is the federal (laughs) yes already Uh, already yeah that's what i was thinking we've secretly moved it here oh okay Uh, yeah uh, all my comments about tax heroes and and the fed it's it's actually just a ploy to not let (laughs) i'm in charge of the federal reserve don't tell ian (laughs) 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 unlike next time he's gonna come on the show he's like i heard somewhere that you work for the federal reserve (laughs) i'm not coming on the show this week so you were saying about sweaty nerds (laughs) oh yeah sweaty nerds um yeah it's if you've ever been to like any type of convention trade show it's like a lot of the time, you're packed in like sardines. Like there's mm. like a hundred thousand people there, no joke. And you know, do they oversell? For no, the venue? no. Wow. That's okay. it, the Javits Center um, where they have it. It's just a huge place. It's where um, so the max cl- capacity is just really high. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's okay. it's an unfathomably large building. Mm-hmm. But um, like when you're all tightly packed together like that and everyone's breathing on each other it's, it's gross like yeah. i don't know like i guess i could do it when i was younger but not yeah. now yeah <laughs> he's like he's like yeah i'll pass on i'll pass on that yeah yeah, yeah. and apparently it's teeming with pickpocketers what yeah, I, I was, and I was robberies i was explaining to mary early like, that's like a pickpockets like golden place to be right really? now that many well uh you're you're gonna be used to getting bumped into 
Uh, so you're oh, going to yeah. be in close proximity to people, so it's not going to be weird when people okay. close the distance Touch your between. Butt. Yeah, basically. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically that, or like they. I mean, it's not like they. It's yeah, like it's people probably can... just some sweaty nerd groping my butt. Touching my butt. <laughs> yeah. no, that actually happens though. Like yeah. they'll have gropers. To, there's signs up at New York Comic Con that'll say cosplay is not consent. No. Oh. Um, Wait. What? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. is that an overblown problem, or do yes, people actually get well, groped in cosplay? So I could I could assume that it's more or less like you're standing in a line that's like 500 people long, and you're all uh-huh. like an inch apart from each other. So you're going to touch someone. It, there's no yeah. way around it. Yeah. So you know? it's probably like <laughs> some girl cosplaying in a latex suit, yes. and she thinks that someone grabbed her ass, but it but they didn't. Well, and then like well, everyone over yeah, they could. Did she and have then a wallet on it? And then it becomes a hashtag yeah. on Twitter, <laughs> and then yeah, it becomes yeah. a sign at a at a convention eventually. Like yeah, that's how it goes. That's the a ecosystem. Few, a few people uh, mess it up for the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But it says thieves and pickpockets are also said to have stolen numerous phones, camera equipment, backpacks, expensive stickers and pins, swag bags, and more. But I actually want to get back to the so when when Mitch Drucker when he passed, people didn't help him. People. People took pictures because that is the society we live in now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when bad things happen, nobody calls for help or tries to help. Yeah. Everyone just films it on their phone as if like, I, I want to point out that never in your life, like if you've ever been to a concert and filmed a concert, yeah. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Uh, uh, I'm going to push you forward to your own future. You're never going to watch that footage <laughs> at that concert ever. Never once. Like you yeah. might post it. To so your don't YouTube. post it on your story. And no one else is interested. It's, it's like fireworks. It seems like a good idea at the time to take a yeah. video of that amazing fireworks display that nobody will ever watch and yeah. you will never watch. So that's that's what they're doing here and that's that's honestly fairly disgusting. Well, thankfully the pictures or videos are not getting posted yeah. online right now or if they are they're getting deleted. But um it kind of re- reminds me of the situation at TwitchCon with that <laughs> Uh, adult performer ah, yes. who jumped into a one foot deep foam pit and oh, broke her <laughs> back literally. I mean yeah. more um, importantly just jumping into a foam pit at all. And then people were like idea. recording it as she had just like yeah. had a spinal injury and then they right. moved her out of the foam pit Let when you're not you supposed to do that <laughs> but, yeah. at all when I didn't someone even has know. a spinal injury. Like I saw the video I didn't even know what happened at first because I saw oh Porn star breaks her back. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That sounds bad. That sounds bad. Um, You're like, that's hilarious. Let that's, me click on that video. Well, share. hilarious and probably normal. <laughs> so I saw porn star <laughs> breaks her back, and then I, I stopped the clip uh, on Twitter, I think. And yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm like, I don't get it. Where does she break her back? And then, oh, oh, she's like keeled over on top of the foam. Like, oh, she can't move. Oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah okay. And then they carried her out of the pit, yeah. which is like lawsuit. Big Is no no. Waiting to happen. You know what? Yeah, because when she was keeled over and she started like moving her head, I have like very limited, you know, like CPR and health related yeah. training, but uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's not good for your spine. I know yeah. that. You have to secure sure. the neck yeah. the back, and then uh, a back, uh, basically like a flat board, right? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. You don't so, move. That's but it was a foot deep with concrete at the bottom. <laughs> oh. So yeah. it looked like it was a foam pit, but it yeah. was not. It was, oh it, was, it was a foam carpet, basically. It was yeah. not a foam pit. And yeah. it's like, uh, and then, then another one had like a three foot. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. 
And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. And like none of them followed the rules. Like it has to be six feet or greater. With uh, a trampoline yeah. at the bottom. Well, not like, is that actually the rule? Yeah, well, it's not a rule, but like the official guideline of how you should put together a foam pit so people yeah. don't literally die. And then it says <laughs> the second death occurred outside of New York Comic Con when somebody slipped and fell. So it's like this. It feels like they're cursed at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and, and of course, New York is not exactly like the greatest place to, to be right now anyways, given like all the I'm honestly surprised a lot of this went forward given in that uh, I mean we were in New York what like a month ago and there were yeah. pretty like there was a lot but of But we were businesses. in the nice parts. Yeah. We didn't really go there are nice to, parts. Uh, time, I mean, Times Square. Is yeah, we were like, like around tourist Times Central. Square. So, in Central uh, Park. Uh, in addition, there was a there was a ton of fights at Comic Con. So I'm literally like I'm imagining this is more like a UFC convention. Civil uh, War <laughs> like, at Comic Con. Tim would love that. Like, yeah, uh, could do Civil War at Comic Con. Says we're not done. <laughs> There's apparently an incident happened at the press line involving a blogger or reporter who got aggressive about not being able to get into the convention this early. This doesn't reflect there's, well on journalists. They're so. Yeah. Anything to say? Are you looking at me? You have anything to say? <laughs> I was. I, <laughs> was it you? No comment. No, <laughs> no comment. When we reached out for comments, <laughs> we received nothing back. But, but like we, we we joke a lot about how like we're never going to get early passes to movies because we're just going to crap all over the movies anyways <laughs> if they're bad and, and they want the people that will uh, that will fall and tow the uh, they'll tow and the feel line. very special for getting early access and, and give them positive reviews. They love that. So this guy's yeah. like, I shill for this stupid uh, con every year, and I'm like, I write all these nice you articles treat me about like cattle about Disney, <laughs> and uh, and then all that happens is you get left to not thank you for finally working uh, and then you get left in the line with the rest of the plebs and the guy's like I am not one of the the regular folk I am a, a class higher than you and that's kind of just sad that that's like your mm-hmm. your goal in life is to be the journalist who then gets to go and still probably have to wear a mask talking to a bunch of actors who don't care about Comic-Con anyway, <laughs> right? Because, like, like, let's face it, the artists don't get the, the love uh, from the media the same way anymore. It's it's the actors who get the love from the Yeah, media. yeah, it's a lot of actors, like... Um, Pretending they grew up liking comics. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Oh, I always wanted to play this character, and they, they, they have no idea. You just is. found out who this character yeah. was six <laughs> months ago. <laughs> Side, sidebar, d- d- what, what would annoy you more? An actor who claims to grow up loving the character when they're lying, or an actor who's like, I have no idea who a character who this character is but it seems interesting to play which one is preferable to you oh the first you know, yeah, like first, at, at least uh, this uh, like you know if you don't know it like you're just like ah, i don't know yeah. like you yeah. know you're not being a pompous ass about it you know yeah right. uh, and then did you see the thing today this is a little bit of a sidebar as well that the, they encourage the girl who's playing uh uh in the last of us they're like, they're like have you played the game she's like no they're like good 
Don't play the game. What? Oh my god! Why? Uh, be, I mean, because they uh, because it's not going to be like the freaking game anyway. Okay, then why call it The Last of because Us? Because it makes them a lot of money to have oh the name god. recognition yeah. and calling him Joel when uh, yeah. when Pedro Pascal probably didn't play the game. He either. claimed Jeez. that he watched his nephew play the game for That's like a couple hours one game. time, so no. he knows as much as he needs to know. Okay, I watched my wife watch Glee. That doesn't mean I know what Glee <laughs> is. I mean, it's yeah. annoying, but I don't know what Glee is. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, so it's like uh, he's like it's gonna taint my the way I uh, play this character if I watch too many hours. This kind of doesn't matter though on screen Be- oh because gosh. there's literally so much content being made from so many different IPs that there probably just aren't enough actors alive that actually like this stuff to cover all of it, right? Like because these people were busy being theater nerds and and uh, mm-hmm. and growing up in that sphere, and they might uh, they just didn't have any interest in that, especially if it's an older actor playing uh, because the character that they're representing uh, is an older person, but it was in a game that was meant for younger people. They're just not going to have the mm-hmm. understanding of that of that material, right? Yeah. Uh, except for what was it? Um, who was it from the Batman? Um, Pattinson's like loves Final Fantasy and got really a- angry at like his co-star for not understanding why Final Fantasy was great. What? Yeah, really? like he got like uh, like he was trying to explain he was trying to explain Final Fantasy to Zoe uh, Kravitz and she didn't get it and he's like you just don't get it. Uh, that's kind of awesome. Kind of Rob Pattinson yeah. is kind of funny. Well, yeah, he's I'll growing on me. Yeah, oh, well, he's, he's, <laughs> he he's seems a, like one of the more like down to earth or, or less obnoxious actors out there. Yeah. So on top of that, we have uh, <laughs> um, the so there's all the stuff going on outside. Uh, and then the, he goes in and he gives this uh, thank you he, he tells this story about how he got a, the writer of this article goes in the story talks about how he got in like an uh, in like an altercation with somebody at like Comic Con over Donald Trump in like 2019 that was kind of a weird diatribe Sidebar. yeah he was talking to some developer on Elder Scrolls oh, at like, one like Comic Con in 2019 who started like screaming at him because of Trump derangement syndrome in a bar he's like the article needs to be this many characters had, I got I got one many i don't know um but i just think it's funny to think about like fights breaking out at a peach momoko signing <laughs> like <laughs> why the, the, well, is it so on top of that and then and then they have the what they also said about when when the uh, when the cosplayer passed away is that the 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 the, the, the paramedics kind of took their time to like they like we, they didn't want to interrupt the convention it's not like your job is an emergency what? medical services they don't they should have those paramedics like on site in multiple places in the building they do so they can get anywhere quickly yeah they do (laughs) but what were they doing i don't know and the weirdest thing is like so uh like you see a lot of cosplay like never once have i seen a guy in costume start like seizing up and it's like oh that's you know him doing his thing like no like the dude's obviously having a problem go help him like what are is wrong with people (laughs) Aren't you a man of action? Isn't that why you got into this job, person? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they also talk about how there was different requirements for different events. So like DC, like the the DC Comics activities mandated vaccine testing, whereas the yeah. it looks like the convention just required masks. Uh, Barely required masks. Yeah. So by next year they won't. So imagine that. Like you're going to different. Like you're like you have to have like a your your proof of vaccination or your proof of this, and like you go to different places. It's required here, but not here. Like it's a ma- it's kind of a, amazing that they mm-hmm. managed to get this stuff done at all. Well, they said it was for the the Cali audience that was flying in. So like. You know, <laughs> really like <laughs> typical well, California. The rules at the San right Diego Comic Con were way stricter. The COVID 
regulations, from what I remember, was that they the were one requiring where they had, like, the ID. They, they health digital health digital IDs. ID yeah. yeah, they weren't like vax passes, but like they pretty much. They might as well. Let's just get a swab can. of your DNA and, you know, try you can enjoy your comic books. Just oh, yeah. about. I, I feel like this kind of takes you, like, in a world, like, where these events are kind of designed to help you escape, and then you just have all of this real-world crap just pushing in on you. Yeah. It's, as it's happening, it kind of ruins it, right? Yeah, like, it's not fun. And they don't go to New York Comic Con for big announcements anyways. Like, San Diego is really where they do most of the announcements. Honestly, they do do a lot of uh, big announcements there. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure... Uh, Did they do any this year? I, I didn't see any. Like, I uh, didn't see any. No? I know that the uh, new Walking Dead show... Um, okay. The one with... Um, Maggie and Are they uh, like Negan. three now? Um, fun fact, actually, that was filmed in my town. Uh, really? Yeah. I woke up one morning and walked down. There's just this big gallows up in front of my library with zombies hanging from it. I'm just like, oh, this is normal. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Uh, did, did you, have you ever seen the videos of the, when they do the tet, like when you can audition to be a zombie on there? And they're <laughs> yeah, like, I tried. start walking yeah. like with a megaphone and they all have to do their best zombie walk. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. that's, uh, that would be, uh, I don't think I would be able to do that. I only learned later that they put in the sound of the, like, <laughs> later wait they do yeah they they put that in post um why am i surprised i feel like that's <laughs> you just have to kind of like keep your mouth ajar <laughs> i yeah, guess you yeah. have to look like generically like yeah, or it's a prosthetic mouth it's a jar they, they don't actually bite one. each other either i know believe it or not believe oh it or my not. god <laughs> what's real is santa claus well, we're going to... Oh, Violet Knight. That's there are kids that watch oh, yeah. this show. We are not talking about that. Yes. Okay. We, we will leave that alone. Um, <laughs> so uh, so no Comic-Cons for you anymore? Uh, it depends, really. Maybe I next mean, year? Maybe next year. Maybe next year. I mean, you know, it's... I'd, Maybe? You have to wake up at like 6, 7 <sighs> in the morning to log on to like the website just to get in the queue and like you can't oh. refresh the browser or else like you're out of the... You, your spot's what? forfeit. So, you know, like... It's really like first come first serve. Yeah. Sounds like when I was buying my PlayStation Five. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, on top of that, it's like eighty bucks for the for like a one day pass, and then you're going to drop at least five hundred dollars there. There's no way around it. Like, Just on food and stuff like that. Like, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, uh, remember we talk a lot about Marvel bots and Disney bots. This is kind of the proof that they're not all bots, that it is real, that <laughs> it's just, it proofs the kind of the, like the psychosis of like, of these consumerism. Industri- yeah. Of consu- like it kind of is right. Like uh, not to dunk on you for going, like, no, I don't, no. that's not what I'm saying. No, but, but like you've been going for years so long before this stuff was, uh, it, up until 20, I mean, I guess the pandemic halt really, uh, yeah messed things up like i don't know man like they kind of forgot how to do large gatherings of people yeah after right? that like, then it, it's not just, that hard <laughs> yeah no you can't be um you can't have people in close proximity anymore of course not yeah um but it's just like i read this i'm just like where like th- this wasn't happening when i was going there unless it was and i was just ignorant to it but i'm pretty sure you would have heard something out of like a big echoey chamber of full of people. I'm picturing you like with your headphones on, like just jollying forward, like looking at <laughs> stuff, and then like behind you, all the chaos is going on, <laughs> and the camera's like panning with you, and like it sees all the crap happening behind you, and you just don't see it. It's more like you're standing in a line of like, and you're an inch apart from the next person, and the same thing behind you, and you're just like, move forward, and you just take Thank one you. step forward. It's like, Again, move forward, you know. <laughs> it's really like a... It's a very totalitarian Yeah, event. yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, so and and when the and when the blogger got angry and got in the fight, that actually caused the rest of the press to be yeah. delayed. So now he's going to be a pariah for his whole industry. Where Black like, ball, yeah, just like that. He's at like an after party. They're like, oh, there's so and so made us. Are there Comic Con after parties? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. Um. Actually, the whole event. It's um. They really have turned it into like a San Diego type of thing, where it's mm-hmm. uh, not just the convention center. It's like. Uh, you know, blocks away, there will be something. I remember the last time I was there, um, I don't know if you've seen it, the uh, um, Johnny Walker, um, White Walker bottles. Um, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That, the release, I don't know if it was a release event, but they had like a big release event that was like five blocks away from the convention center. Mm-hmm. Um, they rent out parts of Madison Square Garden too for panels. It, I mean, it, it gets pretty big with wow. um, like outside of the convention center as well. And I, I forgot I forgot the most the, the the last part which was the about Ryan Stegman. It says as noted, comic book artist Ryan Stegman also said walking outside the New York City Comic Con in the streets of New York City was a disaster. Quote Saw a man shooting up in the middle of the sidewalk this afternoon and a bunch of rats last night. New York really lived up to my expectations of what I thought it was as a child. I don't oh know how God. old Mr. Stegman is, but um, maybe if he grew up like with 80s, like pre-Giuliani or like 70s, when Giuliani the 90s, right? Like, uh, so he would have grown up like with New York City before it kind of got... Uh, Corporatized and uh, it's a lot different back then. Yeah, different. you know what's funny is um, my wife and I we got married in uh, November 2019, right before the world ended. Oh. And um, in January we had like our little honeymoon trip that we went to New York. And I was thinking to myself the whole time, like I didn't live in Los Angeles in California, but I was about an hour away. Yeah. So I I understood how Los Angeles was, but when we went to New York, you know, I was thinking to myself like it's really clean here. Like I don't I don't get it. Everybody says it's terrible. And then I was like, oh, that's right. They had the uh, uh, New Year's Eve thing, so it was very cleaned up that very uh, same weekend. People are we gonna arrived. be. It's, it's like the thing when like you're when like you're having family over and your mom's like clean the air vents. Yeah, and, and like, <laughs> yeah. like have you ever seen those those TikToks? Where it's like what people what your mom thinks is gonna happen when you invite people over. Yeah, and that's, they open the that's door, what and Brett guy, does when we have yeah. a special guest on the show. Yeah. He vacuumed right before I walked yeah. up. Yeah, and, and a guy like like so she's like <laughs> we've got company. She opens the door and everybody p- piles in, and one guy goes and looks in the coat re- in like the coat room. It's like the coats aren't hung up, and they opens the bedroom door. It's like the bed aren't made well it was it was funny because like we stayed for a week right and so by the time we got there the first day i was like it's very clean but progressively God towards the end of the week i'm like i just saw a guy like throw a pizza box into the middle of the street like what, what is this <laughs> that happens yeah. you know it's, yeah they're not I was held like, to a standard it's exactly like la yeah well mm-hmm. like in the 90s um like early 90s when uh, giuliani became mayor like his big thing was like okay so we're not going to hire people to clean up the city rather you make sure that the place in front of your building is clean and so people would go out there with a hose and pretty soon the whole city was clean and then i guess it's like people are like i'll get to it when they tell me to now yeah you know it's it's a gross city it always smells like rotting milk and garbage too is Rudy uh, Giuliani Dr. Peterson? Could He could be. Clean your room. Clean, clean your room. storefront. <laughs> yeah, he could be. All that broken windows policy policing just, just, just doing he, damage everywhere. He pulls off a Scooby-Doo like mask and then he just instantly gets taller as Jordan Peterson. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Giuliani's kind of, he's probably my height. <laughs> he's short. He's, he's short. So yeah, and then he's got a full head of hair when he pulls the mask off. Too. Yeah. Uh, actually, and that could happen too because he did the mask singer. 
Did he really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. And then, oh, I remember and that. They all got super, yeah. And they all got super butthurt yeah. about it. Like, yeah. That happened when I first got here, actually, and you were like, we can't cover that. I can't do it. Because <laughs> like, it was like, I mean, actually, now we probably would have covered it. But it's like, uh, like, it's like, it's not like singing shows are our purview. <laughs> it's like, we're, we don't, believe it or not, we don't talk about The Voice very much no. or, or, or anything like that or any reality TV. As much as Dane will tell me to watch episodes of Survivor and I will, re- I will oh. never relent and will never give in and I will never watch a single. <laughs> episode uh it, it, it is uh yeah. it, it, it would be interesting to um to see him like pull his mask off and he just becomes jordan peterson and his voice gradually becomes canadian <laughs> so uh i, I see chat time let's do super chats four sent us two dollars and 22 cents and said happy 222nd episode it is the thank you and uh, here's here's the other bummer because we missed the monday episode we're not set on fives anymore so we were set on five so monday would be a zero uh, oh. would be a one two three four five so i could always know what day of the week it was based on the number of the episodes so that is just tragic Damn. We'll have to catch back up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> do three shows in one day. We could do that. <laughs> yeah. we, like, we'll do a, like an audio or like a recorded a recorded show at some point. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Thousand Foot Deep End said, welcome to the PCC crew, Chris and Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. How are you guys liking it so far? It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> other than being terrorized by me saying, fix my computer. <laughs> oh, man. You know, that's not... Um, out of everything, that's uh, not the hardest thing. Excellent. Because you know, so. uh, yeah. uh, we were uh, we were just talking like because Andy, you know, just 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 left. It's like yeah. so he's like he wanted to leave you with something to work on, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Special <laughs> project. <Yes. laughs> Adrian one eight one said another episode of Crisis Nation. See, that's what not, it's called. That's I'm the still, podcast. I'm still not behind Crisis Nation because I think of like Trap Nation. Uh, what is on uh, Crisis Nation? No, it's Mary. Doesn't sound right. Crisis actors. Okay. <laughs> is that a thing? We, what do you the mean? announcement? The way the way you announced it? is that like how? Well, they she doesn't do that oh, voice. No. but uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't watch Gen Z. I just stuff. like I said it one time, and then Brett was like, "No, no, okay, no, no. Back to back to the original. I, I'm I'm averse to change. I'm extremely change averse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even good change. Even it's like like, like Crisis is, Nation. Uh, it's not good. It's Crisis actors. Okay. I don't like it when mommy and daddy fight. Yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's like when Dane and Brett fight. Yeah. That's, what, <laughs> that's how I feel. That's what she said. She goes, I hate it when my dads fight. <laughs> Darko's one said, no, guys, seriously, female cosplayers are very often legitimately bad touched. It's disgusting. Look it up. It's worst at anime and furry conventions. Oh, I don't doubt that. Well, those well at anime and furry anyway. conventions, I would maybe expect <laughs> more of that to happen. Yeah. yeah, and and that's also actually a huge problem on like public transportation in Japan. I heard really like for real, yeah, because yeah. the women like just don't do anything; they don't react. Yeah, Caper Two X said next year PCC peeps report from Comic Con undercover. I will look forward to Mary wearing girls und what is this? Get me some of those pincer uh... disguise and pink Brett um, make mine Marvel. Wait, are you gonna be pink? No, no, no. Uh, uh, he's got a cosplay Wonder Woman. Uh, that would be me. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be. I mean, I look basically like Gal Gadot, anyways. So um, exactly. Yeah, basically. Why would thing. we need to go undercover? Uh, because we would be labeled as bad people. Could we get in early as press? <laughs> I don't uh, think so. And then make a fuss. I think it's like four hundred bucks for the press pass. So maybe yeah. I can use my journalistic credentials. Mm. Yeah. yeah, force my way in. Be yeah. like, they're like, like we can't Shut let you. Up. And you're like, hold up, hold up. I'm a journalist. Okay, <laughs> guys, I'm a step above. I you know a, who I am. I'm a. I'm part of the upper class. I am in the ivory tower, if you will. 
what's my name or what's your name oh man you don't know my name it's a problem do you know who my boss is actually never mind you don't need to know the view from the top is great guys (laughs) dragon stalin 1001 said a timcast employee said civil war drink everyone uh civil war could you have like a drinking game for pop culture like what do we do often enough that you what, 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 what would it be? Uh, the, I, I mean, Mountain Dew. Uh, womp Womp. <laughs> womp Womp. Um, there's G gotta, Fuel. There's, G Fuel. There's you definitely just have a heart attack by the end of it. <laughs> there's definitely got to be something that I say. Because like, I always feel like I'm saying the same stuff over and over again. Because when you talk enough five days a week. You, just you, every you, time either of us uses a filler word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If <laughs> then you, you'll um, actually get hospitalized for alcohol poisoning. If Don't you do that. Used, if you got drunk, if you drank alcohol every time I said um or ah... You wouldn't get alcohol poisoning. You would die. You would not survive. Yeah, you would. You'd no, the poisoning I guess phase Ezra Miller and Amber Heard. Oh yeah, Ezra Miller, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, ums and ahs. But we and barely he, talk about Amber Heard or Johnny Depp anymore. They kind of fell off. He's back in the news. He shaved his beard, and oh. people were like, they couldn't recognize That's him. He took kind pictures of, of people. Yeah, it looked. He looks very strange. <laughs> like he's kind. Of, he's kind of got the. Um, the Keanu Reeves thing going on. I just realized on. all three of you have beards. Yes. It's <laughs> he's, awesome. He's kind of got... You need the, to grow one. Yeah. I'll try. You, try harder. Okay. We'll get you, a, <laughs> we'll get you one with, and attach it with spirit gum. But he's, he's kind of got the... He's kind of got the Keanu Reeves thing where he looks younger with his facial hair. So the second he shaves it off... He looks, he looks a lot older. That's Johnny funny. Depp's thing where he pretends to be younger <laughs> than he is just cringes me out so hard. Uh, like You're pretending 60. to be a rock star... Yeah, he's not even. Stop, but he's touring dude. with Button up Alice your shirt. Cooper, so Button like, up the top buttons on your shirt, just bro. Just because you own the or did he own the Viper Room or something in the nineties? Like, he? It, it, or he no, or he, he performed was, at the Viper Room in the nineties? Yeah, 90s. W- like once or twice. Because he was there when uh, River Phoenix uh, passed away at the Viper yeah. Room. I believe I could be I could be missing. Did he pass away in the Viper Room? I, uh, outside of it. Outside yeah. of it. I went to the Viper Room one time, like ten years ago, when I was trying to be an actor, and. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> it's, let's just say that the, the networking part was not my thing. Because I was like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hate that part yeah. of uh, the of any of it is like the communication. <laughs> yeah, right. It's very difficult. Yeah. It's very, very <laughs> difficult. Dragon Stalin 1001 said Brett would never go to a Comic-Con. He'd rather go to a furry con as a T-Rex. Yes, he would. Roar. There you you did it. There you go. Walker Texas Danger said big ups to Chris and Andrew for their work. Any chance we'll see a browse by category system for Timcast articles at some point? Um, don't we have that? It, not really. No. Um, Okay. Would that have to be farther down the line? Um, not really. I I think it could be done pretty easily as long. I'd have to. I haven't looked at inside that. Yeah, guys, if you have any really complicated changes you want Andrew to make, just send them here, and we'll. Oh, and we'll let like him know. if you if you like <laughs> toggled over the read tab and then saw like the sub heads. Yeah. For each category, I get what they. Yeah, mean. that's not too hard. Mm-hmm. So I actually have to say, like, just writing, doing journalism with you guys. Um, that's something like I, I like to reference back to like older articles if there's updates or just yeah. something that I can reference back to. And it is a little difficult mm-hmm. to like find things on our own website. I'll see what I can do. Then. Yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, so you can have the hyperlink where something actually links to an article that's relevant because most of our job is looking at hyperlinks that have nothing to do with what they're hyperlinked to. Yeah, it says in, like Kanye's Instagram. It hyperlinks Instagram and then you go to a description of what Instagram is. Yeah. Like, like thank like you Wikipedia so much. Instagram. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That, that's what I needed to know. 
Instagram yeah. as a social media platform. That's half the, <laughs> the part of the job that's so frustrating. So is like trying to figure out what are you guys talking about? I cannot find the original source. Mm-hmm. Caper2x said Brett could disguise himself as Mary's teddy bear. Who? Mr. Fluffykins. Mr. Fluffykins? I can't do that. I don't have <laughs> Mr. Fluffykins ears. <laughs> uh, his ears are actually cut off right now. They are. Well, sadly, that's, yeah. that's the way the camera has to be. <laughs> I need to stop watching YouTube said if you thought ser- superhero fanboys was bad bronies yeah i mean bronies are kind of past their time now that's not even a thing anymore uh uh, one of my friends was a uh, self-avowed brony in uh, high school and um i think he grew out of it i hope he did (laughs) i always thought it was a big elaborate joke no 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 they take it very seriously i think it started out as an elaborate joke and then people were like huh this is actually okay let me get into this but for the most part they kept to themselves right for uh, I mean, it's kind of just like furry porn, right? I I guess. don't know, and I don't want to know. Yeah, for bronies. Rega Tan said, went to my local Comic-Con. No mandates, no deaths. Crowded, but pretty managed, and lot of VTubers. Kobo and Muna was the highlight of the show. I imagine so VTubers how, are a huge part how, of it now. Wait, how do you do... How does that work? Yeah, yeah how, like, how do you have VTubers at a real-life It's like a hologram in front of the person. They're like behind... They're wearing a the, mask. Wait, like Wizard of Oz style? That'd They're be cool. just behind a curtain puppeting what? themselves. <laughs> That's how you do it? Or Zordon That's... from... Uh, I couldn't resist from, from going behind the curtain. Power Rangers? Like... <laughs> Are you yeah. guys too young? Uh, mm-hmm. Power Rangers? <sighs> uh, a little bit. My uh, brother forced me to watch Power Rangers a lot, but I didn't watch so, it. Sidebar. Real. Yeah. Zed was, like, Lord Zed was kind of the coolest looking dude ever. He was badass. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. 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 Hobbit said, drinking game, three names, you know the ones. Yeah, there it is. It's Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, Ezra Miller. Uh, so everybody here. We still mention Ezra Miller every once in a while. Every Well, it's because it's one of those things where like we can't keep talking about it and have nothing happen without it being so frustrating where it's like, well, he's still free. There's probably <laughs> still kids around him. He is still at large. And there are karaoke bars all over the country quaking in fear at, the idea, at the idea of him showing up there. <laughs> Caper2x said bad app i would not read that per- well she Do I say that? she doesn't say would she says bad app i'm not reading hypothetically that. i wouldn't read that <laughs> thousand foot deep end said take a drink every time set brett says 110 percent do you say that a lot do i say that a lot i don't know 110 percent i didn't know uh, that uh, well hey if you don't want me to agree with you with a, a full level of affirmation, then so sue me. You know what? Fine. I'll say 85% from now on. I'll sue you for 120%. Uh, to get the rest back. Yeah. Well, uh, to, uh, to, occur, to, uh, to explain lingering doubts, I will say, oh, yeah, 72.3%. For sure. Thousand foot deep end said, drink every time Brett does air quote T-Rex fingers. <laughs> Do it again. Yay. This is a very complex yes. drinking game. Yes, sir. <laughs> and everybody got wasted. It's like risk. You have yeah. to pay a lot of attention. Johnny Derp said, Johnny Depp's wardrobe is beyond Mary's objection given the furry Ushanka hat. You have to be under 30 to wear a fashion abortion. That is all. That is all. What? What is a fashion abortion? Uh, I guess apparently Made Ushanka. from a baby alpaca. Yeah. They didn't have to abort the alpaca to get the fur. I don't even... Would that get... Like, are they born with fur? Like, animals are... Alpaca? Are they born with fur? Baby alpaca. I don't know. Those are the other channels I follow. I follow, uh, like, animal channels where they, like, humans voice them and they uh, they do, like, weird, like, skits with animals. Oh, how cool was the animal channel? Yes. 
That was awesome. Yeah. I, I basically just look for the most like inoffensive stuff to like yeah. keep my anxiety level down. <laughs> like, like, like there was a time when I started watching like documentaries because like not because I actually wanted to watch documentaries because it's not going to piss me off. Because, <laughs> like this is not woke. They're just talking about castles in London. That's fine. That's or castles in the UK. T-Bone said, Chris, love the hat. Mary, where's yours? Andrew, who would win in a death battle? Deadpool or Deathstroke? Uh, I said Deathstroke, and they're not going to come off of the stroke thing for another hour. It it ends up being uh, Deadpool because of healing factor. Yeah. I mean, Deathstroke's just kind of like a normal dude with a bunch of swords. Deadpool's like a mutant dude, like... I think there is a run of, of Deathstroke that has uh, something similar to like Super Soldier Serum in it, but I didn't read that, um, and I only know him uh, mainly from uh, earlier runs. So yeah, that's uh, a little outside of my wheelhouse, yeah. but you know, yep. Deadpool. Hobbit said, and on that day, four hundred plus people <laughs> died of liver failure. At least, yeah, <laughs> that's four hundred thirty-one now. So assuming that all of them were actually playing along, I, does that make like me like I, I'll get my own Dahmer documentary one day? That's that's that's, that's great. <laughs> Ferret Rose eighty three said, "Don't forget when Brett says, let's go, take a shot.' Let's go, let's go, let's go. Speaking of that, let's go. Let's move on to the next topic. Okay, we are gonna. T- <laughs> all right, so it says." Uh, Bill Murray is back in the news, and, and uh, Mary, do you want to tell everybody about the complex story of Bill Murray getting old and not knowing how to live in modern society? Yeah, I thought, like, how can I take this potentially serious Me Too story and make it into cheap drama? <laughs> <laughs> because Mary loves drama. Because I remember when the news first came out that Being Mortal got halted in its production, we thought that it was Kiki Palmer's fault. And we were on a Kiki Palmer uh, f- hate, uh, train. Like, hate train. that Because she, she was getting uh, compared to Zendaya at the time and, and had this big Twitter rant oh, yeah, where she about colorism and oh how she's actually the victim and Zendaya has so many more opportunities than her because of her skin tone. Yes. Not Spider-Man um, at all. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so obviously, like, we had a vendetta against Kiki Palmer. As you um, want to do sometimes. That's been known to happen. The rumor spread that Kiki Palmer filed the complaint against Bill Murray on the set of Being Mortal that halted production because the comments that he made about it at the time were vague and all the information we had about it was that he made a joke that wasn't taken as a joke by a female on set and that he was learning and growing and uh, et, cetera, et cetera. They always have to bow to the altar of, the, of modernity. <laughs> well, is he joking, though? No, Bill Murray, so. you don't think so? I, I, no, not in this thing. I think he was saying what he had to well, say. To get- he told that to CNBC when they were like, well, what's going on? Why yeah. aren't you filming this, this movie anymore? And he had to have something to say that didn't reveal totally what happened and didn't villainize him. Yeah. Um, so we assumed that it was what the rumor alleged. The rumor alleged that he pulled Kiki Palmer's hair jokingly in between filming and that she was extremely offended by this and filed a complaint against him. And it was a situation of like, he said, she said, you don't really know what to do because he has way more star power than her, but also she has the woke points because she's black and a female and younger. She even calls herself a millennial diva in her Twitter bio. So you can tell that she kind of has an attitude and an ego. Um, 
And that's why we assumed that that was plausible. That rumor has now been debunked because new details have come out um, from a report in Puck. I wasn't what able to... What the hell is Puck? I don't know. There are all these uh, subscription-based uh, websites now that, like, I don't know how they are afloat. Wait, so like a, su- like a Substack? It's not a Substack. It's just okay. like the New York Times, but not the New but, York Times. But people just have never heard of it. So. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay. I, I didn't read the report. I read what came after it um, and all the, the media talking about it. So, allegedly, Bill Murray was next to a production assistant on the set of Being Mortal next to a bed that was on one of the sets. And he decided to start kissing her body while he had a mask on. Totally normal. He then began straddling her and making out with her through their masks. They were both wearing masks at the time. And in the haze of old manness, he didn't (laughs) understand that what he was doing was uh, extremely inappropriate. So he said that this was like a total joke and didn't mean it that way. And then the production assistant was totally horrified and interpreted these actions as entirely sexual advances. Um, so that was who filed the complaint in actuality, and that is why they halted filming. And they're not sure whether they're going to scrap the movie, if they're going to reshoot the entire thing, or what the outcome will be. But it's been debunked, and now uh, the journalist that runs World of Real, uh, he's a film journalist named Jordan Remy, I think. He ran with this rumor uh, after uh, he listened to a podcast uh, I think his name is Jeff Snyder uh, on uh, Hot Mike. Yeah. He he was the one that originally said this was like confirmed and he like spread this fake news. Then Jordan Remy ran with it, wrote up an article saying that he thinks Kiki Palmer was to blame because she has such a an oversensitive personality. Like she's known to get easily offended and she has like a fragile ego so he ran with that spread that rumor that article is now nowhere to be found but he's getting flamed on reddit and called racist because you can't push back he assumed the worst of a black artist um i think that's a totally baseless accusation because kiki palmer has a track record of being easily offended and having a huge ego so why would we not find that plausible? So we've now we now understand there's two uh, two different situations, and what do we believe of both? Do we believe both of them happened? Do we believe the Kiki Palmer one happened? Or do we believe that one didn't happen? Maybe both happened. Yeah. I don't doubt that Kiki Palmer had like on set tension. Yeah. with Bill Murray, especially given if you are super politically correct in the current age, and you're somebody like Bill Murray, who's just he's got so much money and he's so old that he's just completely clueless to the fact that this is going on in the world yeah. now in his industry, and he's been shielded from it. Uh, it says the 72-year-old actor later admitted uh, in April that it was behavior that it was his behavior that halted the production, uh, and spoke about it as a difference of opinion. We believe that that one is the one he's talking about with Kiki Palmer. Uh, no, he, that it, that was after the production assistant okay. filed the so complaint, so he knew <laughs> that it wasn't Kiki yeah. Palmer. Says I did something I thought was funny, and it wasn't taken that way. He said the movie studio wanted to do the right thing, so they che- they wanted to check it all out, investigate it, so they stopped the production. And that movie is still not back in production. And Aziz Ansari isn't exactly uh, free of public scrutiny right now. It's because kind of, of a bad look. Like it's a bad. Oh, he got kind of screwed in this deal too, because he's like, this is this was supposed to be part of his big comeback mm-hmm. after uh, the scandal that happened. 
happened with him. I don't know if you guys remember the bad date article yeah. that was written yeah. back in, in 2019 or something like that. I remember, 2018. Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of making his comeback. And I remember that he was pretty antagonistic in his stand-up when he came back about cancel culture. Uh, you could drink for that one, too. Every time we do the cancel culture. Time. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, thank you. Uh, so he, uh, uh, he he's trying to make his comeback. He's antagonistic towards stuff being shut down for these types of reasons. And then it just comes back to bite him again, just in the form of another person, not himself. You'd think yeah. he would have been like, hey, guys, keep your hands to yourself. Like, where was the intimacy coordinator in all of this? Where was the HR rep? Where yes. was the intimacy coordinator? Uh, and they also talk about how uh, actress Gina Davis had kind of she recently put out a memoir. Yes. Where she mentioned Bill Murray's behavior. Which, while they were co stars on Quick Change. If you look at a guy like Bill Murray, I'm sorry, but there's nothing about him that doesn't scream hard to work with and but overly the, like. Uh, <laughs> touchy feely. Uh, like, but okay. you can see, like, from his old, deranged perspective, how he's making a joke at the expense of himself being old and gross yeah. and at the expense of COVID regulations being weird and awkward yeah. by like oh we're like making out and having this hot passionate scene on set while we're wearing masks but like does that make actress. any it sense a, it was a production no assistant. i know but like in his deranged mind like that was funny do I you like, see what i'm saying I, I understand it yeah I, I i get what she's saying it's funnier to me if he thought it was the actress in the scene and he's just so blind now because he's so old <laughs> the cataracts just, yeah. are just like just i think that's <laughs> <laughs> Looks like her, and then yeah, and then and then he just goes for it. So it's uh, uh, I imagine that there's going to be plenty of older actors that this is going to keep happening with who just uh, don't yeah. get it. They don't have modern sensibilities. No, they do but not. But also they have the name recognition to that makes getting... them valuable. Yeah. So a lot of people also think that uh, this scandal on being mortal was the same reason that Bill Murray was replaced with Steve Carell in Wes Anderson's Asteroid City, which is still not out. Um, his part was replaced supposedly because they found out all of a sudden that Bill Murray is not insurable after he got COVID because he's old. Yeah. Uh, which is a seemingly yeah. a BS excuse because they were afraid of getting backlash after this uh, you know, sexual assault yeah. scandal was going to come out eventually. Yep. So that's another rumor that's floating around. She also the 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 lady the Gina Davis thing is crazy though. Do you want to explain to people what that was? That was with the personal massager. Am I right? Yeah, this yes. allegedly happened in 1990 it was or the 1989. It's a different time. Uh, here's what she told the Times. Uh, introduced to Murray. Uh, she he Murray greets her with something called the thumper, a <laughs> massage device he insists on using on her, despite her emphatically refusing. Later, while they're filming on location, Murray tracks Davis down in her trailer and begins screaming at her for being late. She's waiting for her wardrobe, continues to scream at her as she hurries onto the set, and even as she gets there in front of hundreds of cast crew and curious passers-by. Uh, she said that was bad the way he behaved at the first meeting I should have walked out of that or profoundly defended myself in which case I wouldn't have gotten the part I could have avoided that treatment if I'd known how to react or what to do during the audition but you know I was so non-confrontational that I just didn't and that 
uh, speaks to the title of her memoir, Dying of Politeness. I guess she's overly polite and mm. non-confrontational and didn't know how to tell Bill Murray to no. Stop, stop using your personal <laughs> massager on me. <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's so absurd. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure it was upsetting for her, but like, what? Like, was, <laughs> what like, did I just read? There's nothing about Bill Murray that doesn't scream difficult to work with to me because uh, uh, yeah. eccentric, that's what you get called. when you Remember, when you're poor, you're weird. When you're rich, you're eccentric. You don't get to be poor and eccentric. You can only be poor and weird. But Bill Murray is extremely wealthy. Uh, and then you're not uh, you're not difficult to work with. You're just an art. You're just an art a tour. And that's how he's been treated throughout <laughs> yes, his, career, his career. So you understand why he continues this behavior. And he has his whole like the media plays uh, a form of cover up for him. Like look at Bill Murray. He just showed up at a bar and started bartending. Isn't he wacky and cool? <laughs> like uh, it's completely manufactured. It's completely fake. <laughs> Uh, he's he's the typical how like he thinks he's cooler than he or he, th- he thinks that he's more interesting than he is. He's just weird. He's just weird now. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought like Bill Murray. That's just I don't know. It's just his comedy style. But yeah, I guess you're right. He is just weird. He's just weird. he's just a rich weird guy. Yeah. And you yeah. can see like what I was explaining earlier how that joke seemed funny in his head. Yeah. He's like they are all gonna laugh so hard when I get on top of <laughs> this twenty like, something production <laughs> assistant. Like part yes. of being funny is also. Also being empathetic and understanding other people's perspective yeah. and, and how they would find it funny and not just imposing your inside jokes with yourself on the rest of the world. He's like, <laughs> they're it all going to laugh accidentally works for him sometimes, so he thinks it'll work all the time. Yeah. I don't not, know. Not when they're skin to skin contact or, <laughs> <laughs> or mask to mask, yes. really. Uh, so, and uh, then there's also the uh, complaint from Lucy Liu that was revealed in... Oh yeah, that for no twenty twenty one because they worked together on Charlie's Angels. That he was um, verbally oh God, abusive. See, like when I when I look at him, I picture a dude who, like, as soon as the camera stopped rolling, starts yelling at people. Oh yeah, really? Uh, yes, that's what I see when I see Bill Murray. Uh, I, see, I, I see a guy who just you know he's yeah. like because uh, I don't know if like have you ever seen like uh, like the makings of comedy? It is like the most. It is the most awful environment to try and be funny for a living like that. Yeah. Like when it's because it's not funny to you because you've been rehearsing it and doing mm. it time sure, and time yeah. and time again. It's very different to be funny on cue than it is to be funny in the in the real world. And when your when your career is on being funny and eccentric, oh yeah, uh, it just to me feels like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> um, so I, I imagine more stuff will end up coming out down the line if he's been like this If he has before. anger issues. Well, too. yeah, like I'm, I'm not saying the dude like abused anyone. I'm just saying that he's going to be something that people are going to say he was awful to work with. Uh, we talked but about now, David O. Russell and his, yeah. him being difficult to work with on Amsterdam or uh, in past films. And uh, that's another one who is grandfathered in yeah. to the film industry who is like this who's like antisocial and has these quirks or whatever you want to call them i'm not weird makes you difficult to work yeah. with but people have to tolerate it because you're a money maker i'm not difficult to work with i'm an artist that's what i am that's what they're saying yeah. uh and bill murray's like you know he, he's got proven box office uh backing behind him but my gosh does he look old now like he just looks <laughs> 800 years old like when he was in Ghostbusters afterlife <laughs> he looked like maybe it was something about seeing him in the Ghostbusters suit that draws contrast to what he looked like in the 80s and let's face it they didn't exactly look like a million bucks in the 80s like movie <laughs> stars today yeah. are all in good shape uh, they, you know they've got washboard abs, the the high cheekbones. In the eighties, they all look like dads at like a barbecue, <laughs> like like they they all look like they stood around the grill, 
because uh, that's what you look like as a movie star in the 80s. And then Tom Cruise comes along and he kind of convinces people that you need to get in shape because to be presentable on camera, that's a big part of it, right? It's that uh, women are going to be fighting that to the end of time now that they're, that they're in, the in, thank you. The inherent value comes in their beauty. And I was looking at an article today from Scarlett Johansson talking about how she was over-sexualized in the early 2000s. But for men, it was different back then, right? Like the, the men didn't have to have that look. Now the men and the, and the women kind of have to have that look. You could argue that there's more archetypes that fit for men that are outside of your traditional physical roles. But even then, like we still have like a Rebel Wilson can be traditionally less what they would consider camera attractive, uh, even though she's like she lost a lot of that weight and stuff right now. That they, there's still rule like room for people of different body types. But then you get pigeonholed into being uh, if you're bigger, you're a comedy person. If you're this, you're that, right? So Bill Murray never really fit into that. So I can see him being difficult to work with because he kind of probably let the success cloud his uh, cloud his judgment. If he wasn't always difficult to work with from the very beginning, even before being successful. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about the possible double standard for female and male directors yeah. and who is allowed to be that type of like antisocial well, auteur. It's progressive now. Now uh, now Olivia Wilde can have sex with her much younger co-star, uh, with her much younger actor, yeah. Uh, she, uh, she's dating Harry Styles, who she directed in, uh, in a movie, so. I mean, it just seems like the less people actually have relationships and interface uh, with others in the real world, and are forced to yeah. to go through that like interpersonal friction these days. Um, the more rules we come up with for like the more social guidelines that we have to follow, the more moralistic we are, to, and the more adherent we are to those guidelines. And anything veering off of those is likely to be called abuse because yeah. of that. It's there's no middle ground. It's like we're not socialized abuse. properly anymore. So um, we easily see deviations from our, our social guidelines as abuse. And you could say that, like, the the other thing about this is we're not talking about him and Kiki Palmer. We're talking about somebody else, him and a woman who's unfortunately not part of the same social class, right? Like, the people that work on those sets are not high-paid people. They're blue-collar workers just like everyone else. They're, she's not living... She's not running in the same circles that, that he is. So, like so on the totem pole, there's Bill Murray, there's Kiki Palmer, and then there's, like, this random the director, the Yeah, the director, the, the assistant director, and everybody else who's at the, that level before you get down to a production assistant who, assistant who really is the lowest rung of the ladder. Not that it's uh, okay to mistreat them, no, but also, like, there was that production assistant on Dahmer who was complaining about getting mistreated and racially abused. See, she got the opposite end of it. She was mad because nobody could t remember her name and nobody remembered her. Bill Murray just got a little too but handsy her with this claim, lady. Her claim, that production assistant's claim was people were confusing me with another production assistant who was also black. Yeah. Therefore, happened to me I'm too. being racially <laughs> abused. Pretty regular thing. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's not like, special. Well, <laughs> Ab like abuse is also like it's kind of like when they talk about sexual mis sexual misconduct it's like what does that mean now like they, they yeah. lump them all in together and I hate Bill Murray getting thrown into the same category as all of the horrible people we're about to talk about and let's uh, let's go to super chats get those quick and then we're gonna get right into yeah. the people that we're actually going to talk about which is the uh, uh the real bad stuff mm-hmm 
Rigatan said, VTubers just appear at the big screen on stage. See, that's good work if you can get it. You don't even have to go there. They get appearance fees. <laughs> they just funny. get to be from wait, home. Wait, they do that remote? I guess. You don't have wait, to do it in oh person. My. What? <laughs> Are you like... That's such a scam. Like, be cool if they had like a fake TV with like this cut out and then they're just on the other side of the fake TV. <laughs> I thought it was something more like that or like... You know, they wheel them around. Or like they're just wearing monitor. a mask or something in dumb a big like that. Tube TV, like in a big tube TV that basically like a fun house. Shaped <laughs> like a V. Like yeah. Max Headroom or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dragon's Talon 1001 said, are we sure that Bill just wasn't trying out to be Joe Biden's body double? <laughs> hey, that's totally, maybe he could play he Joe Biden. I, would, I was just thinking, that, like looking at this picture, I'm like, he can really capture he the looks senility. a little like an actor version of Joe Biden. He could, he could, uh, he could be Joe Biden in a movie, uh, you know. I, I don't know what they call, like what would they call it? But if they casted Joe Biden, then they would be biased and cast some like silver fox who is very Aww. clear in his mental faculties yeah. then then we get um wouldn't really capture the maybe like a bruce reynolds true senility that, that, oh, man that movie's gonna be great my dad joe after <laughs> my, like the sequel to my son hunter will be my dad joe it's gonna be great francisco sanchez jr said rumor has it that bill murray called lucy Liu a horrible actress on set and thus got slapped for the comment. He wasn't wrong, though. <clears throat> she gonna... never got into specifics about what he said, though. I do not believe Lucy Liu is a bad actress. I think Lucy Liu is a fine actress. So I'm going to push back on that one a little bit. Whether you want to talk Kill Bill, uh, uh, whether you want to talk... I, I personally love her in the show Elementary, where she plays Watson. Yes, a, a race-swapped, gender-swapped Watson. Proof that that can be done well if, uh, if it's done before... Uh, wokeness took over Hollywood uh, as a whole. I mean, Samuel he, Jackson. Yes, uh, a, lo a lot of people yeah. don't realize. Yeah, that, yeah. and then uh, or Lucky Number Eleven. She was great in that movie too. So there's plenty of good Lucy Liu out there. I don't know if she's a horrible actress, but I totally believe that she uh, that Bill Murray said something awful to her. <laughs> and then, I, I do like the idea of her like pushing back and she like pushing. Like, I think they said it happened like on a boat or something. If I remember correctly, I remember like they were like shooting the scene on a boat when this happened, and I'm picturing her like pushing him into a like into <laughs> the water. Like that would be that'd be funny. Fun. All right, so now we're going to get into. Unfortunately, we're going to get into the the bad stuff, and that is uh, we are in the middle of uh, kind of Me Too's reckoning as far as Hollywood goes. So we've got Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, uh, Danny Masterson, and Rex Orange County. Orange Rex County. Orange County. I can't Rex. say that with a straight face. I can't. It's a Gen Z artist. Um, you understand? Uh, they're kind of the the first three are Hollywood mainstays. Rex Orange County is just wrong. I'm sorry. This is wrong. Well, he's a classic example of like, don't trust indie men. Never. Never. Don't like, don't trust male feminists. Like, don't just, be alone in a room not, it won't with end a male well. feminist. Just because it will not end he, well for you. If he sings, if he cries while singing to you, he's going to cry while he's abusing you. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> it's, that's not a good idea. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, five years after the Me Too movement first exploded, three famous, once powerful men are on trial this week uh, for their alleged sexual abuses. Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, and Danny Masterson all stand accused of sexual misconduct. Weinstein and Masterson are both facing criminal sexual assault allegations, or excuse me, charges that could put them behind bars for life. And Weinstein's already in jail for a previous conviction. Uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, Spacey is facing a civil lawsuit from actor Anthony Rapp, who has said that Spacey made a sexual advance on Rapp when he was 14 years old. 
Yeah, we talked about that before, too. So Spacey's trial is farther along than the other men's, which is our mired in jury selection. That could take up to two weeks, they said. Uh, Rap has already testified on the stand for multiple days. He says that every time I saw him on screen, I was reminded that I could not escape that memory, Rap said. And then he draws comparison. He said it was seeing American Beauty that really uh, set him off, that made it very hard for him to to watch anything because he had had to watch Kevin Spacey act uh, sexual with a, a minor. In, mm-hmm. that, in that movie, right? So it says uh, he first came forward in 2017 as cries of Me Too spread across social media. And uh, do you think we've learned any lessons as a society? Uh, as a society, question, maybe wanna, some of us, Hollywood has learned nothing. And that's what I think the Rex I think Orange it's County very clear proves. now that because more and more of these cases keep cropping up, the real predators at large in the entertainment industry were so unthreatened by the Me Too movement. They felt so like comfortable in their position of power mm-hmm. that it oversold itself by a long shot and didn't end up helping anyone. And we also like covered how the Time's Up movement is a skeletal organization. Fell to to corruption. Fell fell to their own corrupt whims. Because of their conflicts of interest and their personal drama and the way they wanted to use this activist group to aggrandize themselves. Because you want to be a celebrity hyphen activist. Not just help people. That's all. And remember, guys, as I say every time this comes up, it's not enough to just not be an activist. You have to be actively anti-activist. I think you added at one point, you have to be actively anti-slacktivist. Yes. Uh, Yeah. In fact, I'm kind of okay with activism. But if your activism is just hashtags and social media posts, you're not actually an activist. (laughs) And that's what Time's Up And posting a bunch of stuff about Time's Up or climate change or whatever your pet cause is without actually doing anything doesn't actually accomplish anything. So uh, Mm -hmm. we had a a story we covered the one time, the, the actor from Succession who like, glued himself to a Starbucks counter to protest uh, cutting down of trees or something. And I'm like, he was, I'm no, here no, no. For it. He was like- he was protesting the fact that it costs extra to get <laughs> almond milk. That's what that was about. Compared to Um, animal milk. And I was like, at least he did something about it. At least he went out and and made everyone's life miserable. They didn't change it, by the way. I'd rather you make everyone's life miserable out in the real world because you actually had to expel some effort to go do that, right? I say, like, do sit-ins at trees that are going to get cut down. That was the old school one. They all chained themselves. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a a crisis party. You have to dance. I'm I'm good. Okay. You have to gyrate. Yeah, yeah, well now like that's what we'll do every time there's a guest. Like, oh, you have to dance. (laughs) We we won't tell them they don't actually have to, and we'll just. (laughs) So you know they they need to they need to actually do something about it. Uh, Who was that horrible group in in um, Portland that's always standing in the middle of the street and and doing stuff? Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. The the like an actual activist group. Yeah, but it's like. The people who were just sitting down. The, the ones who always sit in the roads and everything. Yeah, on the highway. Oh, yeah. God, that's that was so annoying. A lot uh, of them pl- do something that, planet, actually. Something planet. Um, yeah. Captain I know what you're talking about. That's a tactic that a lot of activist yeah. groups use. But we could we could use some people actually um, 
actually believing in what they're saying because I'm just maybe it's because it's, it's the realm we sit in I'm sick of actors who call themselves actors and activists and all they do is go to fancy dinners and they don't mm-hmm. actually work to get anything done and yeah. they stay in their own circles and they think that they're uh, that they're doing something about it and there's something about the sanctimonious tone in which they talk about that stuff that I just find absolutely infuriating meanwhile mm-hmm. they've like there's these all the pictures of Oprah Winfrey like with Harvey Weinstein uh, and, and all these people that actively sat by and let this guy uh, yeah. uh, basically destroy a bunch of women's lives. Uh, and Oprah Winfrey, who essentially tried to vindicate herself by being one of the uh, Time's Up spokespeople that spoke at the 2018 Golden which, Globes. Which where, takes a whole They're ton so of happy ball. to sit uh, in tuxedos and designer gowns and clap for each other, yeah. but like once the night's over, what are you actually going to do? Nothing, because Go they're going to answer to the same people who are signing the checks, who are the people that you're actively trying that you're actually trying to protest against. It's just that it's been diverted and the attention has been got put elsewhere. And I'd actually argue that what it actually did is create a, a culture in which the people that are being held to account or the people that are uh, being that are getting the brunt of this are just regular dudes who. Or Bill like Murray, like in they, the Bill Murray report, they frame this as a sexual misconduct scandal. Yeah. That's the title uh, on a site that has a paywall. You can't interpret anything from that other than putting him in the exact same category as a and Harvey they Weinstein. they know that people only read the headline anyways. It's intentional. Oh, it is intentional assassination of character. Yep. Uh, lie by structure, lie by omission, very, yeah. very common you in know, these I, industries. In regard to the Rex Orange County situation, he's had uh, six counts of sexual assaults alleged let's, against him by a victim in the UK. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about this one because I'd like to get everyone's take on this case. Because yeah. I think everyone's heard the stories about Weinstein. Everyone's heard the stories about Spacey. Everyone's heard the stories. Danny Masterson will get into as that well. One's interesting too. That one's interesting too. But let's talk about Rex Orange County. There, yeah. I got it right. I, I, I got Rex it right. Rex Orange right. County. So it, says that, uh, so it says he's shocked by the allegations, which he denies and looks forward to clearing his name in court. And then they go in and they talk about what's happened. Do you want to give everyone a breakdown of basically how this happened sure there's a single victim in the uk we don't know her name well all we know about her is that she's over the age of 16 which is their age of consent over there um the son reported on this that uh he allegedly assaulted her in london's west end and then once in a taxi on the way to his home and then three times at his home on june 1st and 2nd the vulture reported this as 2021 but as far as the Sun report goes, I think they're referring to June this year. Um, and he's pleading not guilty. Um, he's going to trial in January next year. We also had the guy from Arcade Fire with his own and stories that were that were labeled. That was another clear uh, cut. That like, indie guy who is never trust like, an indie artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, just like. There are cases that aren't so um, clear-cut as like a Harvey Weinstein or Jeffrey Epstein or Kevin Spacey. I need more detail. Like there needs to be more details. On there this will because be definitely. They're like to hear that he did it to the same person multiple times over the course of a couple of days without that person just simply running away. Mm-hmm. I, I need to know what happened. Did he have uh, power over her? Control over her? Threaten her? Well, I need the to refrain know more. is always psychological control. Yes, that, like, that's what they'll not, have to. Uh, actual like 
case of kidnapping. He, he doesn't look like he could kidnap someone. Uh, no. But, like, obviously, if, if it's... It's a, weird. Like, these indie guys are always accused of the most heinous yeah. shit. Because they're they're overcompensating. Yeah. They're overcompensating. It's the overcompensating by looking harmless and soft and asexual... And in um, this, in this lady, like I said, so you think that he just likely had some type of psychological hold over her to allow that that would allow him to do this to the same person multiple times. I believe that would be the refrain, but like we need more details, obviously, to know what the victim says happened. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's an argument you made here that he, he, we don't get to, nobody gets to hear her side of the story uh, and, and judge her based on who she is because you're only getting the accusation. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing who this person is. And, and an important part of this is that you have to weigh, like, did they know each other beforehand? Mm-hmm. Uh, there has to be more information than what we have here. Yeah. All you have is the accusation. I'm trying to be delicate now. I that. similarly with the Danny Masterson accusers, they took a long time to bring their cases to the police. Because they were all members of the Church of Scientology like he was. Yeah, and in the Church of Scientology, this is going to play a big role in trial, I think. Yes. In their, in their belief system, anyone in the church who is a public figure of any kind, especially celebrities in the entertainment industry, they're on another level where you really can't criticize them publicly because they're representatives of the religion and you cannot like taint their their character and their public image for that reason and also they claimed that they would be excommunicated if they tried to uh, bring this to civil court, and it, and when you're in the church for as long, your whole life, that's all you know. That's all be, of your family members, be. all of your friends, and also they claim that there is a fair game policy that if you get excommunicated um, for any reason, they can harass and stalk you, yeah. and you're fair game for any mistreatment as like a punishment for what you did, and you'll be declared what they call a suppressive person. I sound cool. I I think what... um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Scientology. I know Brett's on board with that. Everyone says that. Just just because I love Tom Cruise does not mean that I love Scientology. Give me a break. Um, I, I think what... The, the problem is is that the takeaway we've made as a society is that this is a male problem when I think the overwhelming evidence, the correlating factors here aren't just male, it's male and rich, male and powerful, male and of a higher social class with all of the levels of protection that fame, wealth, uh, and resources afford you. And when these movements broke down, they broke down because these were coming out about every type of guy uh, and people were sharing these stories. Were they true? Were they not true? We'll never know uh, because when it comes down to it, it always comes back to what he said, she said. You can infer. You can use your best judgment. Yeah. You can take what you know about the human condition and about other people and base it on you know, you know, how good are you of a judge of character, right? But in the end of it, like the it's the regular guys that lose out on this because the rich people don't they have all the money to protect themselves and uh and I'm not trying to make this about who's right and who's wrong but when they when uh when somebody is accused it's the the regular person who's going to have a hard time defending themselves against this it's the guy who gets accused of something because the wife wants to keep custody of their kid that ends up losing on something because he doesn't have the money to fight back. I'm not saying that that's common or regular. I don't know statistics on that. I know that society didn't yeah, learn that the was right the, lessons. The Army Hammer yeah. situation that we covered. Yeah, where... I just know that society didn't learn the right lessons from all of this. 
Well, it's funny you say that um, about like regular people. I feel bad saying this. Like I've become deluded yeah. to the whole thing. Like anytime I hear something happen, my go-to has become like, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. Like who knows? Um, mm-hmm. I think listen, believe. Makes you apathetic. Yeah. yeah. But like when... one or two years ago, um, I think on Facebook, um, there was people from my class, class of 2010, and you know there was some younger girls that were coming out and me tooing dudes yeah. on Facebook. People I went to high school, like I knew. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, first of all, I've never been so happy that I never had game in high school because I'm like, I'm safe. <laughs> There's that word. There's that game, word. Running See, game. She got mad. Or yeah. she, I didn't get she, mad. She got, I, I she, just laughed she at laughed, you. She laughed at that term. Uh, game? Yeah, when when yeah. he said he <laughs> like run game. running game yeah. one yeah, time, I yeah. laughed my ass off because really? I had never like, heard that in regular conversation. The generational difference. Oh, it's funny. These well, kids. Yeah, I know. These um, kids. You guys need to watch Power Rangers. They really do. Yeah. <laughs> Would that work? <laughs> so so, so you, you were seeing it happen to regular everyday people. Everyday, people I went to high school with. And I'm not saying like they're perfect people. Like in high school, I'm not going to mention anybody by name. I doubt they're watching anything. But, you know, <laughs> we never had like a close relationship. But I knew who they were. I knew like they weren't bad people. Or at least I wouldn't yeah. have thought. And I'm not saying it's not possible. But it's like, man... You know, just 10, 12 years later, I don't remember how long it's been since I was in high school, but it's like anything. Aspects of it felt like social contagion. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy. Like me and my yeah. wife got together yeah. before this whole social media uh, dating app craze. And like, just, I feel like the, the last soldier out of uh, Kabul, you know? Yeah. Jeez. So I'm always I- surprised when people say that Me Too changed the, the real life IRL dating landscape. Yeah. I almost can't believe that because guys are terrified. Guys say like they're terrified of being me too. And it's like, okay, the selective enforcement actually hurt regular people and didn't threaten the predators who still run Hollywood to this day. The the difference is, is like when they do it in Hollywood, they're doing it for clout. uh, The ones who are Mm -hmm. lying. I don't know who's lying. I don't know if anybody in these situations are. But if we're to take that, some of those cases aren't true. Uh, if we're to take that assumption that they would do it for clout or for uh, press that helps their career. If that's what happened in the real world, there are reasons that a regular person might do that. Like I said, custody of children. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are financial benefits that can come from those things or just sheer uh, vindictiveness. How common that is, I don't know. But I know that the regular people don't have the ability to defend themselves against those accusations the way that the rich people do. Mm-hmm. I had a a girlfriend from high school this is obviously way before the whole me too stuff and but i mean like i think this was still even common before all this because she accused me of getting her pregnant and i'm thinking i'm a virgin that i I don't think that happens that's uh that's that's crazy yeah so it's just like right right so there's a great house episode where they uh, where, where like a lady cheats on her husband and it's like his Christmas gift to her. He lies and says that it was immaculate conception because they were both supposed to be virgins uh, <laughs> yeah, in the episode. And she's like, you proved a scientific miracle in, in three day in three hours. She's he's like, no, I think what happened is that she cheated and, uh, and I lied because yeah, it's great. right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so you cheated on me. That's yeah. what you're saying, right? That's awful. Yeah. <sighs> but I mean, if this was going on back then, like 15 something years ago, 
What is it like today? Do I don't th- know. Do you think uh, this calls back to the idea that we have that like uh, men put women on a pedestal and, and think that they're not capable? There are there are people that put women on a pedestal and think they're not capable of lying, or the other way. If if a guy was to accuse a girl of something and it was true, that we put people on a pedestal and that we think that they're not capable I, of of that type of behavior when we know that they're if you're a human being, you're capable of that type of behavior. I think it's more or less like people don't understand how they can affect other people. Yeah. Like the hold that, you know, if we're going with this, like the power that a woman will have over a man is like, you know, that will start wars. Yes. So like you got to really be careful. It's not, you know, people's livelihoods, people's minds. It just all gets taken down with one silly comment or something like that. And should it be like that? I don't know. Also, we have to get into the idea of like what the the definition of consent has changed in the last ten years. Uh, yeah. That's I think that Me Too and its aftermath. <clears throat> it's it's really just demonstrating, or it's like a symptom of a general sexual confusion going on yeah. in society. Um, and it missed the mark. We're somehow like more puritanical and yet more uh, like kind of deviant than we've it's ever been. exactly what I was saying about Bill Murray. Like it's, it's the same in any interpersonal interaction these days. Like we are becoming soulless automatons with no compassion. We take pictures of people who are having seizures. Yeah. And... Uh, I like. I I just don't see how Me Too could have ever lived up to the promises it made. It would have never when been able it to. came from a place of confusion in the first place. Yeah. Uh, at a time when we, as the like, just think about how much the general idea of what uh, of men and women has changed in the last five to ten years. Let alone the yeah. connections between men and women and how we interact together. Uh, mm-hmm. in society the one thing that I always point back to is like when I was in high school when I was in junior high this was at a very strong period in time which we were telling girls and, and women that they can do anything they want in their lives you can yeah. be a CEO you can just and to their to the, our credit that's a good thing to tell someone that they can do the problem is we didn't tell boys how they should handle that change in gender dynamics uh, and Along with that, as career gender dynamics change, our, uh, the gender dynamics between men and women sexually has changed as we uh, are no longer uh, as uh, focused on monogamy. We're no longer as focused on the concept of marriage. Uh, and as society becomes more distant, more confused, more like automatons, as you said, how do you expect uh, a simple internet movement that garnered money but like what it was like $20 million or something like that? Well, $20 million doesn't solve societal rot. Or, or trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what were they supposed to do? And this is kind of the ultimate uh, kind of definition of just how fruitless it feels. And, like, all of that yeah. and four people are going to go to jail. Yeah, and I, I also mentioned, when we were talking about Olivia Wilde, I, I mentioned that I kind of understand from Olivia Wilde's perspective why she kind of hates men. Because if I were in Hollywood and the only men I interacted with were the Hollywood types... yeah. And I, that was just my whole experience of how men act, then maybe I would hate men too. Because men in Hollywood are insufferable. A lot of them are predatory. 
but, and a lot of them are narcissists. And the problem is they're equating their those traits onto the everyday man. Yeah, there are so like many that. more like power drunk people in the entertainment industry than in everyday life. Yes. And that's where it's a breeding ground for this type of predatory behavior. And they they brought up the Me Too movement as something that could span across more than just Hollywood, but go to the inter- like um like science, tech, finance, yeah. uh the academia, uh like any and all corners of society. Yeah. And they were actually diagnosing a problem that disproportionately affects them. Not other people. They weren't willing to point the fingers at themselves. That's where it belonged. Like, they needed to do an internal review, if you will, also of Hollywood, very- not of society, because that's what they love doing. They love to condemn the masses, the unwashed masses, and not take a look at themselves and how they could improve, because they they really deviate from the norm. Yep. And unfortunately, we have a society, and this is a problem here, almost uniquely American, that we give celebrities way more stature than they deserve. Uh, back in the day, they were considered just a rung below prostitution. So uh, now we, we, we hold them up. Is to that the lo- case? I, I, I read that somewhere. I have no idea if that's actually true. <laughs> it's an old wives' but, tale. It's an old you. wives' tale. See, that's what really died with the internet is the, the beauty of the old wives' tale. And like that thing your aunt tells you that you think is like <laughs> if you if you shave your beard more frequently it will grow back fuller. Well, that yeah. does not work. One one thing the internet tells you that's not true. But for twenty years you could have done that every day. It was just a yeah. way for them that your your parents to trick you into staying well groomed. Uh, <laughs> but but like the idea here is that like yeah we as a society have not uh, we tried to put celebrities on a pedestal and now we're reaping what we've sown by doing that by putting a bunch of uh deviant narcissists on a pedestal and then expecting society to get better well that's not that's not what's going to happen yeah so with that well, cheery that thought, note. let's <laughs> go to super chat <laughs> uh Potatoes for Seamus said fresh meat on the show. We are pleased. Oh, crisis <laughs> fresh Nation. Meat, okay. We should get you guys shirts that say fresh meat. Fresh I'll wear it. Meat. The you Crisis it? Nation <laughs> is satiated for now. It's like a blood sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce E. said, have you guys checked out the new M... I'm Wait. guessing it's supposed to be say Megan. M- Megan trailer? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's like a mix of Chucky and Annabelle. Interesting. I was never a big Chucky fan. Really? I was not. I'm not a horror. Uh, I'm not a horror what? movie guy. Oh come on! I saw on your profile it said you were like you're a big horror movie guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually like the Dahmer case. I don't remember when it happened. I was a little too young for that. Yeah. But I remember my parents explaining it to me when I was I don't know seven, eight, nine, and I was fascinated. Yeah. Absolutely fascinated by it. And I went down another rabbit hole of of because uh, I confused Dahmer with Donner Party, ah, which is another oh. cannibalism thing. <laughs> yep. And so I was just, from there, I'm into horror. What is your favorite horror series? <sighs> Are you excited about Halloween ends? Yes and no. Yes and no? Yeah. Just because if they said, oh, it's going to be different, I'm like, stop making it different. Well, also, she said, she's like, she's like she's open to coming back. I'm like, so it's not the end. It's Are you excited for Scream 6? Are you serious? No, Nev Campbell. I'm not interested. Not interested. I was not. Yeah. I, I mean, lo- I'll watch it, but. I actually watched a really great yeah. review the other day where I, right. I, I love the first two Scream movies, especially two, even though one is obviously the better movie. Yeah. But I love Scream 2 because that was like at an age where I was just old enough to start. I mean, I wasn't old enough, but I was watching it. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, and then Chris Stuckman did a review where he beautifully intellectualizes why it's not a bad movie. And I was annoyed <laughs> that I like 
couldn't uh, that I was not able to kind of um, better explain why I thought it was a, a pretty good movie. Uh, and I love that second one uh, in particular, just because yeah. that came out at a time I was like, uh, I was like, like eleven, ninety-seven, I think. Yeah, right? ninety-seven, because yeah. uh, one came out in ninety-six, two came out in ninety-seven. Yeah, came out when you're apart, and uh, I love right. that first movie or those first two movies. So yeah. in the chat said, from there I was interested in cannibalism. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, <laughs> we look to we look to introduce people to new uh, exciting things that they can look into here on the show. New hobbies. <laughs> yes, new things to <laughs> new, new things hobby, you can yeah. take up in your free time. You do. <laughs> Jonah Schmitz said, I've been inspired by you guys to make my own entertainment. I've been animating a TV show over an idiosyncrasy media group on YouTube. Awesome. So we need more of that. We really do. Like, like there was, there were some people in the chat the other day that were talking about, like, we need to be like, uh, this channel isn't here to create, like, we're here, like, this is its own form of entertainment, right? But we're not creating, uh, like, TV shows or media like on this channel, but you know, the idea is like podcasting isn't that world, right? This is a different form of entertainment. And the idea is that you want to champion the people that are, that's why I like to bring up Eric July, uh, what he's doing with ISOM, uh, all of the independent creators, whether it's, uh, uh, Ethan Van Skyver with Cyberfrog and all of those channels. I love that they're doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with a lot of them on some things. I disagree with a lot of them on some things, but anybody that ch- takes the time to, uh, kind of do rather than say I have a lot of respect for. So I just Especially looked at their uh, YouTube channel and it says uh, tired of big media remaking the same ideas over and uh, over yes again. Yes, we are. So are we. Hannah Claire is Idiosyncrasy Media Group provides you with content that's original, dignified, and creative. And whatever you do, don't sell. Don't sell to these big corporations if you're serious about it. Like that's a hard thing to say, but like the, the I mean that's what got us here, right? It's that that. Uh, people make something amazing and they want to be paid for that work, which you understand, like they have every right to want to be paid for that work. But what people are realizing now is that, is that price really worth losing control of something that you created that you think is beautiful only to let Disney of all people destroy it. Right. Yeah. Um, I need to stop watching YouTube. I'm not reading that. (laughs) (laughs) That said hey i love you nerds k bye also watch <laughs> tacti platy nelly meme he made i'll have to check it out the nelly Furtado one or I don't know, maybe it's nelly the rapper or which maybe it's one? got something to do with breathe right strips remember nelly used to wear breathe right strips he, no nelly she? that rapper nelly not not nelly Furtado. two nellies two nellies. okay nelly the rapper this is a big surprise yeah <laughs> low-key yes sure. Different people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> DC said, Brett, still checking for memes on PCC subreddit? I have not been on in a while. I'm going to have to check today. Let's we'll to check today. Maybe, to, maybe this week on Friday we do meme review. Yeah. You guys do meme reviews? We have, we're, we're waiting I to mean, start. We're, we're, we're going to do a, a meme review. Like We want to do a meme review for uh, the PCC subreddit. But I'd like to do just a general meme review like yeah. once a week. Yeah, like pop culture memes, yeah. and then also pop culture crisis memes. I mean, most of everything I post is memes. That's like oh yeah, yeah, it's I, the best. I communicate in memes, yeah. the mm-hmm. highest form of culture. Memetics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Potatoes well, no, for yeah. Seamus asked Brett, "Are you still rocking the blonde? Are ya? There it is. Roots coming in. Roots. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna look horrible. Are you gonna rebleach? Nope. I'm gonna just let it grow. <laughs> it's gonna look awful. Damn it, Brett. It's gonna be fantastic. 
All right. Those are all the super chats. <laughs> all right, guys. We Pod got Podluck. So I got two big uh, updates that I want to give you guys as far as DC productions going on right now. The first is that Wonder Woman 3 has an update that is both good and bad, and I will explain why. So this is a major Wonder Woman 3 update should come as a relief for DCEU fans and is a reason to get excited about the future of the DCEU universe again. So one thing that's true is that if you have a little bit of power over there, you seem to be able to get things done faster, i.e. The Rock was able to get Black Adam done in like less than two years when every other movie they have has like a nine-year incubation period before it actually comes out. Ezra Miller will be uh, eligible for like his AARP card by the time the Flash movie comes out and there will be a lot more victims and a lot more karaoke bars destroyed uh-huh. before we actually get there. Because they were like, maybe he'll stop. <laughs> They're like, we'll just keep postponing it. But a, So a major update is that Wonder Woman 3 will be coming out soon because they have finished the script. That is the good news. Patty Jenkins wrote the script. That is the bad news. Um, Monster notwithstanding, Wonder Woman 1984 is not good. Um, And she really shouldn't have written that. And from what I understand, um, the first Wonder Woman movie was heavily influenced by Zack Snyder uh, in its production and writing. So... Um, I'm glad to see that they're pushing forward with this. I think that Gal Gadot is a fantastic Wonder Woman. Uh, I think that she is exactly the type of... Uh, I kind of put her in that same category as like a, a Margot Robbie as far as knowing what to say, when to say it, and when to shut up. Uh, knowing how to kind of be magnanimous yeah. and diplomatic with both fans. Uh, Even if they privately hold alike. opinions that we would find abhorrent, yeah. they're so good an actor. at I'm, The more <laughs> I learn about Margot Robbie, the more I love Margot Robbie. Just hearing but between that story today about her in, like insisting on doing a scene naked for uh, The Wolf of Wall Street because she said that... The, remember how I always make fun of the idea of like they want to find the, the, the truth in this scene like what is the truth of this scene which is the most pretentious sounding uh-huh. thing she and she of- was like the truth of this scene is that I'm playing a woman who had to use her body to get everything that she had in life yes she wouldn't have why been- would I not be naked in this scene she, she basically says I'm not in- saying I agree with it but she's refreshingly yeah. nuanced yes. in her take uh, and talks about how at the age of 23 she basically had to do a scene for 30 like 30 guys packed into a bedroom set where she had to pretend to masturbate for like 12 hours uh, I do I I think those were two different uh, sets that she was talking about. The 30, 30 yeah. cr- cast and crew inside the bedroom thing was for Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that's what I said, for Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> was Sometimes, it? Yeah. Okay, okay. So the the idea here is that um, these actors, the ones who stay true to their craft, but also know when to talk, when not to talk, and what's important, that's a big thing because most don't know when to shut up these days. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm pretty good with uh, I don't know Gal Gadot did the Imagine thing which I consider unforgivable yeah. unforgettable. <laughs> to be fair, she kind of like she admitted afterwards that it was that it didn't land. She's like, yeah, maybe it, it was just not land. It was just I know stupid. I, I I take more of an issue with the other people who joined in than the person who did it and just. Hit like tried to hit the single and just failed. Aaron Paul, like all the other people, are the ones God. that um, uh, uh, they were all the likely suspects. Yes. Oh, that was a different one. 
not the imagined one, the one where they were coming out and being like, I'm not going to tell racist jokes anymore. Yeah. Which I one was it? I don't apologize. They had like three of them. Yeah. That's uh, the, the, it's to stand up against white supremacy, which has something to do with him acting, yeah. I guess. For what a ham. Uh, so the script is completed. The news could uh, should be as a relief to some as it shows that DC might have their movie slate more intact than it might have appeared. Well, that's a problem because they're still doing reshoots on The Flash. Uh, Marvel's got their own stuff going on. They, I don't have the dates pulled up, but they moved a bunch of dates uh, for movies, uh, including Secret Invasion. They moved, obviously, Blade is now off the schedule while they look for a new director. So they're shuffling a bunch of stuff around. Uh, I don't know how good Wonder Woman 3 will be. I love the first Wonder Woman movie. The second one was really bad, and they still have to come up with a reason to explain why she kind of sexually assaulted that guy in the movie. Uh, do you remember that? There uh, will be no explanation. I don't want to remember Brian. the whole movie. The, but. The, yeah, they're, they're going to have to find a way to explain their way out of that one. No, uh, I don't somehow. remember that part. Uh, well, basically, like, because she like she is the guy. The the guy. It's not really Chris Pine. It's not really Steve right. Trevor. But it's just yeah. a random guy, and she definitely like does the dude, knowing that it's not actually. I completely missed that. Part. Yeah. Hang on, it's, I must have checked out because like I was not into the movie. It was uh, it was it was bad. It was not it was not good. Wow. If, it, if things went the other way, it would have been very 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 problematic. Okay. But because it's a woman, it's like hey, they, you know, it's fine fun yeah. so we've got that and then we've also got this kind of rumor that they're saying they want the rock to do the kevin feige job at dc uh which is weird because he's not an executive not really well um, because he's kind of taking it upon himself to become uh the black adam dc yeah. EU. like he, he wants to be the face of it. And he and I think part of that is like it's star power and he knows that he's like he was originally supposed to appear in the first Shazam movie I think in a post credit scene and he said that that shouldn't happen that they should move it to his own movie first. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing is is Kevin Feige is a unique and maybe once in a lifetime case where he is both an executive and somebody that was extremely familiar with the lore of Marvel Comics. And that's a very unique skill set to try and find. You could make the argument that Jeff Johns can do that, but his track record with movies is unimpressive, to say the least. Uh, uh, Greg Berlanti is a producer, but I don't know how much he knows about the comics. He just produced a lot of them for the CW before they were bought by Next Star. Joss Whedon. Joss, uh, Joss Whedon is yeah. problematic now, so they can't really do anything with him. He was originally the one who was going to helm the Batgirl movie before uh, all the allegations came out against him from mm. Charisma Carpenter and all the people on Buffy and like the... Oh, it's he's like all these women wanted to have sex with me. That that, that was the thing that he he said. He's like, what was I supposed to do? Um, so it, it, he's kind of problematic and isn't going to be. And I'm not. Uh, everyone here knows I, I I'm not a fan of Joss Whedon and I'm not a fan of his writing anymore. I don't like the constant pop culture references. Mm. I liked uh, obviously uh, Firefly. Fine. Uh, I like Dollhouse as a bad sci-fi show that could have gotten more seasons, but I wouldn't want him. Oh, wholly in charge. Thank you. Wholly in charge of all of DC. And I don't know if there's somebody you can put into that role uh, right now. I don't think there right is. Right now, Kevin I Feige. think the dynamic with The Rock is that they're just like, this guy doesn't hate us. Yeah. Make him be in charge. <laughs> yes. Like one of the tweets was, yeah, at this basically. point, I think he should be it. Passionate about the DCU, listens to the fans, markets the movies well. And if Black Adam turns out good, give him the keys to the kingdom. I think that's a very quick turnaround. Like one movie and give him the keys to the kingdom. How about you have like two good movies before you get like... Well, I think it's hanging on by a thread already. Yeah. It, well, it's like it, Jordan Peele. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Well, he's got, he's like, he, he kind of works on a lower budget, though, than most yeah. of these. Like, he's got, got his own. He's given a lot of freedom, too. He's, yeah. he's given a lot of freedom. But he's kind of developed his own weird niche for um, ho- social commentary horror mm-hmm. that, when it's done by other people, tends to be very crappy. And his is hit and miss anyways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he's got a lot of capital built up in right. Hollywood. Um, I would say that what they should do is let The Rock make this movie and see how good it turns out, but bring him on as an advisor. I don't think he wants to be an executive anyways. When you become an executive, like then you have to say a lot. You have to give a lot of people no's, and then you have to answer when things aren't going right, and I don't know if he mm-hmm. can necessarily necessarily do that. So we'll see where that goes, but I, I don't think DC is having the best run right now and I don't know if he wants to kind of he doesn't know enough about the comics well he's doing a lot of like calling on someone yeah. to take the, the lead without yeah. doing it he is very good at political uh, con- like at being magnanimous and politically uh, neutral with his posts like uh, he's very like he ingratiates himself to everyone while simultaneously not really saying much of anything at all mm-hmm. uh, it feels like it's a lot he actually kind of does speak in a corporate speak kind of, like bro corporate that's why he's been the highest paid for so <laughs> yeah. long yeah so uh, and funnily enough they're saying that like he's looking at like a 75 to 80 million dollar opening for Black Adam and apparently that would be his highest opening box office ever which is kind of shocking mm. to think that the highest bo- well, paid actor... Well, that's just inflation at work. The highest paid actor in Hollywood has never done better than $80 million. Uh, that's got to be inflation. It's got to be, right? Because uh, like Robert Downey Jr. would have made way more than that as a leading man through Marvel. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens when we get there. Uh, but I do want to talk, Mary, before we go. I, I want to womp, womp, womp... Uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. So uh, Amsterdam was a movie that we, we actually reviewed. That review is on the website. Uh, it's on TimCast.com. Uh, and it's a movie from uh, David, David O'Russell. David O'Russell, who we were talking about earlier with the Bill Murray situation. Yes. Uh, and um, to say it bombed is, is, is an understatement. <laughs> $6.5 million at the U.S. box office, a little bit higher than I thought, uh, and uh, which is a third of what Smile grossed in its second weekend. Uh, and it was just a movie that me yeah. and Mary honestly didn't hate. Like I, it, it was kind of cute and endearing. I hated the aside third act. from some of the political overtures. Yes, but it it wasn't too heavy handed for us to enjoy it. it. It was overall positive. Kind of a recommend at the end of that review for me. Uh, and then the movie had an original budget of about $50 million, which ballooned... No, to 80, a, $80 million. No, $50 million that ballooned to $80 million because of COVID restrictions and stuff. Okay. Uh, so the original budget was 55 And I, I don't understand how they had a $70 million marketing budget when, like, no one had heard of this. I had saw, you guys heard of this? No. Did I, you? I got distracted, but... But how do you guys get used to that? Oh, we just, I don't know. It takes time. <laughs> takes time. Two hundred twenty-two. But had you heard of? Oh, yeah. Had you heard of Amsterdam? Only when like you guys had invited to to go. I was like, what is this? I don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. This is a band. Like, no one had heard of this movie, <laughs> yeah. even though they had seventy million dollars to market it. Yeah. Something went wrong here. Right. It could be that the marketing was done to terrestrial TV. Like to like to radio and TV where older audiences would migrate. The thing nobody watches the thing anymore. Nobody watches anymore. Okay. But they they're bang, they're not we're not the age group of the people that this movie yeah. is being marketed to. Yeah. This would be marketed to people in the in the old people that watch CBS 
the people you know, who remember the 1930s. People, yes, uh, those who are who are still longing for like the Reagan years, and, and uh, because that was when they were in their 50s. No, so my dad. Yes, uh, I, I'm kidding. I'm I almost ki- want to blame the, this movie flopping on just general cultural philistinism and. The mass, like <laughs> the fact that the masses will flock to a Thor Love and Thunder, <laughs> but anything that's yeah. not given that stamp of approval being part of a franchise, they won't go and see and take a risk on it. And let's face it, it's expensive to go to the movies. Yeah. It's, that's a factor. It's, it's yeah. very expensive to go to the movies. And uh, I wonder if the the marketing budget is that high because of how many uh, how many big name celebrities were in this movie. The average marketing budget for a movie is about it's uh, take the budget of the movie and times it by one point five. So this should have been like a forty million dollar marketing budget, uh, but nobody nobody knew it was coming. I got advertisements, but it was on websites that we use to look for articles that we're talking about Things on the show. only we would see yes. because we obsessively look for new releases. Yeah. And even then we were like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, so, so Found out about it like relatively late in the game for and, them. And I think movies like this tend to do better. Uh, the, the dilemma that I pointed out was like a movie like this, people aren't going to want to go see it in the theater, but it might do really well on PVOD or on streaming, yeah. right? But yeah. the problem is, is to get its legitimacy to have this many big actors, you can't just put this straight to to, de- that to, wasn't an option. to streaming. That was never an option with Christian Bale, uh, with Margot Robbie, with jo- uh, John David Washington. And the Zoe reason Zodana. all of those actors participated in it was a personal yeah. loyalty to the director and it being a theatrical release, they would not have done it if it were a streaming exclusive. But this is not a this is not the case of a movie that did just kind of well and then will make up its rest of its money on the back end. This is looking at a hundred million dollar lost minimum. This is not making its money back in any yeah. way. So <laughs> I asked, like, who the hell was in charge of the of the of the green light on this one, and and why did they? It's strange because David O. Russell has had such a good track record yeah. with big blockbuster movies and so it says it's they say it's kind of a mess and i say that as someone who is who likes complicated messy movies i'm all for an adult drama that requires you to turn on your brain or accept accept some eccentricity but amsterdam in my opinion spends too much time chasing its meandering plot across multiple continents and not enough time getting to know any of the characters who aren't christian bale that might be kind of true but he's the narrator for the film he's he is your through line for the whole movie um, I thought that Margot Robbie's character was uh, well defined, and I think as we do- we talked that this movie's at its best when the three main characters are together. But mm-hmm. where does the like where did they expect the money to come from on this? I you're you're right. Nobody's coming to this movie at 15, it's a it's a reality, but it's sad. Like when a ticket costs fifteen to twenty dollars a piece. Uh, and you're going to see a movie that was horribly marketed. Not to mention the trailer didn't actually explain what the hell the movie was about. Every time I watched the trailer, way. I was just like, so what? What's it about? <laughs> and your name is Aziz Ansari, and you could have a bad date? Yes. <laughs> you know? So, so it may, it's, just, it's just like, I wonder how like they write this stuff off. Like, where does, uh, like, who the hell was the bean, are the bean counters that are like, uh, sure, go ahead, try mm-hmm. it. I think they were relying on big names to be enough marketing for them they, they mentioned didn't work out that way they mentioned some co- uh some comparisons to knives out but was knives out a theater re- uh, knives out was a theater release so knives out yeah. did did very very well but yeah. that was uh that was a unique example there's a lot more examples they also list um the perot movies that kenneth braun is making but 
Death on the Nile didn't make a whole lot of money. And uh, and the Murder on the Orient Express wasn't super successful. Like, just enough. That is kind of that classic example of a movie that does moderate to below moderate in the theaters, but makes up its money on the back end. This is far, far below that example. So um, Maybe they expected that. Could be. Could be. I mean, I, I think that's a horrible idea. But uh, Can't these studios write off their losses? I mean, uh, I, I, I'm assuming that's what amount. ends up happening. But I mean, that's, that, that's the uh, the plot of the producers, right? They intentionally put out bad things yeah. so they can write it off. Yeah, and then it gets like if it, it but it, only if it fails by a certain percentage or something. I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it's uh, it would have to be up to a limit because if a movie loses like half a billion dollars, the government's not going to pay out for that. Yeah. Like they don't yeah. want to. Yeah. So uh, I actually the funny thing is I would recommend uh, other than the part at the end which is super on the nose and just something that. It's the most 2022 ending ever, but I'm not. It a was com- kind of kumbaya. <sighs> yeah. it, it wasn't overly uh, preachy, but it, it was definitely calling to some modern political themes. Yeah, um, but uh, I'm also not a completionist. I can watch half of a show and not and not finish it and be completely fine. I can like two thirds of a movie and be like, yeah, all right, that was that was fine. <laughs> Like, as long as it's not the first act, I can't stand bad first acts. The movie has to start well, otherwise I can't get through it. But this is uh, definitely one that uh, you guys might want to go see if you're, uh, if you're looking for something that is different from Marvel, DC, and all the other stuff that's coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Super Chats. Well, another thing also, it's, nope. just, it's not derivative of a, anything else. Like no, it's, no, it's its own thing. It's not a sequel, it's not a reboot. It's Was not it a based remake. on a book? Mm. I thought it was based on a book, or am I getting that wrong? I think it might have been based on on uh well it said it was based on a lot of true events that oh, obviously denotes a lot of creative liberties that's what it was um a real story of political corruption that they like uh took liberties with caper 2x said brett wish the cuter brett happy 21st birthday <gasps> it's brett cooper's birthday today apparently i uh, thought it was yesterday uh uh it's today the or maybe it's today could know. be I, I, I Happy know birthday, it, I guess, yeah. if you're watching. Happy birthday, Brett Cooper. <laughs> DC said, hey, guys, consider using a news subdomain on the website to allow phone users a more frictionless way to get to that content. Yeah? No? Um, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I don't know how likely that one is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wayward Soul said, remember when Wonder Woman stopped that low-level goon from blowing up the bank with a gauntlet? gauntlet blast that blows up the bank anyway in Snyder Cut classic classic <laughs> I love it let's go let's uh like I, I hey you leave that alone I'm I, I enjoy the Snyder stuff just because everybody else hates it now so I'm just I'm a, I'm a contrarian in that respect I I watched the Snyder Cut in one sitting and then like could, like my back was like sore because it's just so long it's like four hours long is it that long uh, yeah yeah I mean it's made it's made in chunks so you could watch it it's like part one like chapter one chapter two chapter three chapter four but in a world where marvel doesn't take anything seriously i can appreciate somebody taking it too seriously just as a counter to the opposite thousand foot deep end said i saw several amsterdam ads on facebook and instagram well the facebook one speaks to the boomer nature of like like uh like you're not your dad's social media yes your dad's social media like your your mom and your dad are like what is this this Amsterdam movie. I never got to go to Amsterdam. I like that. <laughs> I like that. They're Christian Bale. He was fantastic as Batman. <laughs> Tacti Platty said, 
uh, Mary, watch out for Bad App. He can run a good game. <laughs> Winky face. Brett, the Nelly meme you mentioned is on Reddit for your meme review. One muted for on air. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll, okay. have, to be, we'll have to be muted if there's music. Now I'm now I'm now 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 I'm like kind of wondering: is it a Nelly Furtado song or is it Nelly the rapper song? Both are good options. Okay. Center conservative mom ninety eight said came in late today and I have no clue what's up. Well, uh, so far today we talked about Harvey Weinstein, we talked about Bill uh, <laughs> Kevin Spacey, we talked about Bill Murray, we talked about uh, Mad Max New York Comic Con twenty twenty two. We what else? Uh, we talked about um, Wonder Woman. We talked about. DC not knowing how the hell to run their own company because Warner Brothers is too busy cutting gazillions of dollars through David Zaslav. Oh, I didn't bring that part up. That There's like also another round of budget cuts coming through uh, DC right oh. now, courtesy of uh, Zaslav and Warner Media. Um, and a bunch of programs got cut. They cut like all of these. It's like this whole laundry list of programs. And one of them was like, it was like a diversity workshop. And of course, all the articles are like, they're cutting the diversity workshop. It's like all these sectors got cut or like, <laughs> Uh, folded into other departments, mm-hmm. you know, where at least, you know, two people, one of them loses their job. Mm-hmm. And of course, all they care about is the buzzword stuff. So yeah. as we, as it were, Mary, what were you laughing at? You were like, I was <laughs> just looking at the chat. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Something, <laughs> something funny. <laughs> so we're shaming fast food workers now. Who's doing that? <laughs> what is going what? on? They're having a discussion about, about the economy, I guess. Fun, fun fact, guys, our chat rarely pays attention to us. They're usually just talking to each other. <laughs> we're just here to give them a safe place to talk to one another. That's that's what we're here for. You should do a show where you just review the chat all the day. I, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Like, yeah, no, right? Yeah. There, there might be a day where we have to, like, uh, like if we don't have a guest, where it's just me, Mary, and just hanging out with the chat. Uh, I wonder what the chat like, thinks w- about Like, one person is saying that, like, Upward mobility is impossible, and then the next one is LOL. I don't like wearing socks. <laughs> These are super chats. Yeah, no, no, no they're all in the chat. Oh, now they're chat? saying uh, they're saying uh, socks lives matter, and now they're saying, "Oh, hey, they're talking about us." They're talking like they're saying that like we're not part of like <laughs> what's going on here. We're right here. Like, they're just, like, they're saying that like they're just in their own world. Like, oh look, the the people are talking about us. Like, what? Uh, kind of endearing. Actually. The real show is the chat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's sort of like in Chicken City when all I do is just like discuss philosophical topics with each other <laughs> while watching chickens. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys uh, like. Uh, I sometimes <laughs> will will watch the IRL chat and then just be so thankful because our chat dude, is so much that's nicer. That's cool. Yeah, dude. Like, I I, lo- I love it. I love I, I love that everyone's got their opinions, but here everyone's much nicer. Nicer and, and much kinder. Are you not, guys? And he says, "Are they still talk? Guess we'll keep chatting amongst ourselves." <laughs> See, now I just feel rejected. Wow. And ignored. Okay, so, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Okay, just for that, we're ending the show, guys. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, um, let everyone know your social media, man. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Man of Bert, uh, and then check out Timcast News on Twitter and Timcast. What's the thing? Uh, click on the read tab. There you go. Click on the read tab. Click on the, yeah. And uh, and, to be, and to be fair, like that's like you're one of the few people. Like a lot of times, people like uh, don't have social media. Like Dane's like oh, really yeah. Well, Dane's like he it took forever, but he finally told people to follow him on Twitter. Uh, Wesley doesn't. Dane follow on Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he says it really fast and stuff. Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, let everyone know. Uh, Pop Culture Crisis episode number two hundred and twenty-two. That's where you can find me. Uh, <laughs> normally, Good I'm locked in the basement. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're busy. You're busy guy. Yeah, they feed me fish. We heads. lock you in the dungeon. And, <laughs> yep. You know, sometimes we give you quest bars what as your you sustenance. Do- what you don't see is the chains hooked up to my ankles right now. Yeah, well, we... we Excuse we, me, you're not allowed to say that on air. We actually, we, we, we like, wrapped them in something so you can't hear the clinking under the table. Oh, What's yeah, it no, there? it's just bubble wrap. <laughs> Was the new Hellraiser filmed in the basement? Yes. Uh, it should have been. Have you seen it? Do you I don't care? want to. You don't want I, to? Do I have to? Uh, there's a there's a YouTuber named uh, Mr. H Reviews who I tend to uh, uh, I, I I trust his opinion on a lot of stuff. He's from the UK, so he's okay. like he knows what's going on with uh, with Hollywood and how awful it is with wokeness yeah. and whatever. As much as I hate that word, yeah. uh, but he tends to have very very good nuanced takes and stuff. And he said that that movie was better before like the director tries to explain the ending and it like ruins it for him. So all like, right, yeah. All right. So all I right. I'm not just like I I want to see him remake Dark City. I've never seen the original. No, it's really good. Yeah. Yep. All right, Mary, there's some super chats there. Then there you can let everyone know where they can find you. Thousand Foot Deep End said, Brett's not wrong about the chat. Sometimes I get distracted from the show if I pay too much attention to it. LOL. See, <laughs> that, uh, a, lesser, forbid. <laughs> a, a lesser podcast would, uh, would be insulted and take that personal. But luckily, we're very mature and grown up here, are we not? We like our chat. You're yes. nothing like the IRL chat. <laughs> Bobcat said, yes, the real show is the chat. Thank you for noticing. No, no, you. get the credit you, you deserve. Yes. Uh, what do you guys think? Would you guys like a show where it's just me, Mary, and the chat? That's what it'll be called. Me, I Mary, mean, that could be good members only. Some kind of like stuff. Brett Cooper style. Yeah. Yeah. Just hanging out. You could do that. Yeah. All right. Hobbit said, if we don't look at the hosts, they won't acknowledge us. Just stay <laughs> calm. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> this is incredible. Like I, I don't know whether to take this like as like a an insult or as if this is just amazing. But I think it's just amazing. DC said we feed the hosts every once in a while. They're fun <laughs> to watch. <laughs> it really is bread and circuses, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary, let everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter, both at Mary Archived. Guys, where you can find me is not in the chat because I'm. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna. Like, here we go. Hello, chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't be one of them. I am now one of them. All right, guys, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Brett Dasvik. For the show, we are here Monday through Friday with the chat every day, 3 p.m., Monday, th- Monday through Friday right here on YouTube. Uh, we have one more. It says from Hobbit for $2. It says, Brett, Mary, and chat. Yes, please. That's what they want. Well, let's do it. Give the people what they want. Uh, and then we are also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify if you want to listen to us. Uh, interact with the chat and all things that go on in this show. Uh, we are on social media. We are on Twitter at pop culture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at pop culture crisis, and on Instagram at pop culture crisis pod. We will be back with the chat with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.